all guys gals and non-binary pals welcome to the newest episode of the noobs and knockouts podcast brought to you on youtube on spotify on google and apple podcasts i'm austin i'm a knockout watched a lot of wrestling i'm david i'm a noob haven't watched nearly as much wrestling but austin i am a soothsayer and i see in the stones uh, a prophecy put forward uh now it says here was a very last minute prophecy uh at one that was not uh, one that was not sanctioned till the very much 11th hour but a prophecy nonetheless and i look forward to seeing it come true today the oracle the oracle was a little last minute on getting the, or- the oracle kept uh the oracle kept spitting out the wrong name uh and all the the you know the 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 oracle followers were like hmm, that doesn't seem quite right and the oracle's like nah nah it's it's chill fam um uh, actually no 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 i'm gonna say this the oracle was corrupt okay the oracle had a vested interest in one person being the ven- the beneficiary of this of this prophecy they were getting paid on the side for it so they kept just being like ah ah yes i see randy orton in your future yes <laughs> thank you for the 500 mr orton anyway you want batista <laughs> yeah they also double as a they also double as a hypnotist yeah <laughs> <laughs> WWE, WWE wishes they could hypnotize their audience. Yo, yo, hold up a second. I actually love that idea. Fucking imagine. Just, I just, I just want to stop and imagine the idea for a minute. Motherfucking, they like before you like before the episode of the live taping starts. They like on the Titan Tron put a giant like hypno swirl on the slide. You want Roman Reigns to keep being champion. Ooh. Uh. You will continue to buy Bloodline merch. Ooh. And everyone's like, we will continue to buy Bloodline merch. <laughs> yeah, so today, though, we are back in 2014. The Yes Movement is finally cooking. It's it it it's finally moved something. It's what it does. It's 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 actually done some moving. They are they are they are advertising the shirt that I have in the background here. They oh shit! We have reached the shirt. Are we at the shirt? Austin? We are at this shirt now. This feels like a full circle moment for this podcast. The iconic the iconic shirt that I that for the longest time I thought was like a fucked up Che Guevara uh, poster. Admittedly. Uh, it's supposed to look like that. That sounds about right. Uh, it, it does feel rather evocative. Um, but but yes, so the, truly the prophecy has reached its apex. We are at the shirt, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, we have shirt. That is that is true. Yep. So last time we were here, Royal Rumble 2014, a show with zero booking issues at all. Not, none whatsoever. It was fine and everybody loved it. Yes, that famously a very well-regarded show. <laughs> famously went off without a hitch. Yeah, so Daniel Bryan lost to Bray Wyatt, but that's fine because he would, in the main event, go on to not be in the Royal Rumble, and instead Batista wins. Absolutely. You know, T, we, we got to have that cross-promotion, Austin. This week, Raw is brought to you by Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, funny funny thing is, is that it, rumor has it is that Triple H laughed at the at the idea that Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be a hit movie. Well, Triple H would would know as the man who almost became Thor. Yeah, he he clearly has his, you know the 
he would have i wish i could think of a triple h the 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 a starring player in blade three ah definitely know what a successful superhero movie is gonna be absolutely absolutely he was almost thor brother come on now yeah uh then brock lesnar beat big show into the dirt great and hate and randy orton beat john cena because the wyatt showed up and kicked cena's ass of course as as you do we are building now to bray wyatt versus john cena a feud that will of course be extremely well regarded for yes who uh, wins. definitely won't get weird definitely won't get like weirdly personal to cena in in uncomfy ways it'll all be fine john cena is definitely not gonna lose because a creepy show choir kid freaked him out that's definitely <laughs> not gonna happen uh you know what i could see cena like see cena gives off enough like big dope oaf energy that i could see like him just seeing like a a minor folksy bad luck omen and that just throwing off his entire mojo i could honestly see that so you know mm-hmm. what that stands as a consistent character beat i'll allow it yeah so we we two we we gotta we're skipping ahead to post elimination chamber mm. two weeks after elimination chamber in fact um i believe this episode of raw takes place in chicago Chicago? which is significant because it's the first chicago raw post cm punk walking out and by now it has come out that cm punk walked out of the company gone oh i'm sure chicago is going to be on their best behavior they're well-mannered people (laughs) chicago chicagoans who go to to chicago wrestling shows are famously uh are, are, are famously well behaved if cm punk is not in attendance yeah i'm gonna double check that but i'm pretty confident that it is happening on yep it's the chicago show man 2014 fed just keeps duding themselves in terms of location picking they they fucking do slammies in washington for some reason the entire audience hijacks for hometown boy and then they fucking they do chicago uh, to be fair they probably had chicago booked way before punk walked out but man that's an unfortunate bit of timing let me tell you yes it is all right so let's cover what has been going on in the e Ooh. specifically let's go what happened at elimination chamber 2014. so the main event of elimination chamber 2014 was you could guess an elimination chamber match for the what? World heavyweight championship for those of you who don't know what the rules of that match are six men enter two men start and every five minutes a new competitor comes in and it is an elimination match. So the Randy Orton retained his title against Daniel Bryan, John Cena, Cesaro, Christian, and Sheamus. Okay. As, as you do, that's a hell of a, that's a hell of a lineup. Yeah. So Randy Orton has, is continuing down his path of being a whiny baby that never wants to fight and can't do anything without help, and the authorities kind of getting pissed at him about it. It's just a weird angle to run with Randy Orton. That's so fucking weird they wrote him like that. A little bit. In fact, on the road to 
Elimination Chamber, Randy Orton would proceed to lose to Daniel Bryan one-on-one, John Cena one-on-one, and even Cesaro one-on-one. Bro. <laughs> Your unified world champion, everybody. Taking L's everywhere. Outstanding. No, this is fine. It's totally fine when important people lose bullshit matches in the, in the company. Don't think about it too hard. But it's fine because kind of everybody else is fucking around. Christian and Sheamus, if they have a story, it's mostly been on SmackDown, so I haven't watched. Uh, Cesaro. This is such a weird... That, that, that's such a weird, like duo for putting together for anything that christian and sheamus they are here to just fill out the roster of okay, this sure. of this match cesaro is kind of getting a huge singles spotlight right now right now That's the real america the real americans their big arc for 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 going to elimination chamber is like they frame it as like zeb Coulter's miracle night where both members of the real Americans were going competing for singles championships uh, more on Jack Swagger later. <laughs> and Cesaro, like in the lead up, he beat Randy Orton, as I mentioned on SmackDown in a one-on-one match. And then he almost beat John Cena one-on-one on raw. Okay. Oh my. They are clearly positioning him as a big deal. That, yeah, if you beat Cena, like you beat you beat Big Match John, brother. Mm-hmm. And then he almost beats Mark Henry. Jack Swagger interferes and costs him the match, but we do get to see Cesaro lift up and hit his finishing move on Mark Henry, who is a big boy. That's insane. Le- legitimately, Cesaro's like fucking upper body strength is terrifying. I don't even want to know what that man can deadlift. Holy shit. They've always, it's always been said this dude might be pound for pound strongest guy in the company. It, I I believe it. Have you seen the... If he's able to fucking swing Mark Henry, Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Well, he, sw- he swung Kali too. What the... At least Kali's like lanky, so it feels... But that makes, kind of makes it worse because he's so tall. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is... Fuck, yeah, because he's got to hold him out. What the fuck? Why is Cesaro a, an absolute freak, man? Absolute unit, Cesaro. Absolutely. God damn. John, John Cena, he is the Wyatts pop up in the Elimination Chamber to attack yes. Cena that costs him the match. Yes. And Daniel Bryan is caught the match. He, he loses the match because Kane interferes. Basically, for Daniel Bryan, they kind of clearly kind of just graft the cm punk arc they had on to for punk and just put it on brian wait fuck did they like did punk's exit like implicitly help brian get his push to the top it absolutely did really because they were just gonna run punk versus triple h at mania if punk suck around and Punk was like, not good enough. Fuck you. I'm yeah. leaving. And so, like, you know, because Punk's Punk got eliminated from the Rumble by Kane. And so they were clearly going to continue that arc forward. And instead, Kane just starts fucking with Brian. What the fuck, man? And so 
Kane defeats Kane st- interrupts and get and causes Brian to lose the match. And so Randy Orton can retain. And sure. then at the night after Elimination Chamber, Daniel Bryan uh, um, um, uh, directly confronts the authority and is like, you have screwed me for the last time. You Kane, screwed me again. Oh, no, mean, mean nothing to you. Yes, apparently. Um, he's like, I've had enough. You are going to give me a match at WrestleMania. And Triple H is like, you know, Brian, we talked about this, the B-plus player thing. But, you know, maybe we'll find a nice spot for you somewhere. And Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan's like, no, no. What I want, Triple H, is you one-on-one at made at WrestleMania. You know, fucking, I do feel like that does track better a little bit than Punk versus Triple H at WrestleMania. Like, I know they were running Punk versus Authority, but like, the real story is Daniel Bryan versus Authority. This does serendipitously work out, I think, better. All it, I think so. Even, even, think... even minus the, like, Daniel Bryan needing to be pushed to the top side of this. That actually mm-hmm. does track really well for, like, plot progression because of how Triple H is just, like, abjectly shit on Daniel Bryan. Yes, for exactly. So much, for so much mm-hmm. of, like, the late last year and early of the current yeah. year. So right now, Triple H has refused such a challenge. But, you know, but we oh, will see where that goes tonight. Ah. Now, Randy is just kind of started having run-ins with Batista. So let's get to Batista here. Yes. Uh, Batista at Elimination Chamber had a very boring, shitty match with Alberto Del Rio. Oh, ew. What? Why? They basically fed Del Rio as like a warm-up feud for Batista. A way to get him back in his groove. Oh, my God. And if we learned anything is that Batista in his best years wasn't exactly a technical wizard. He could hold his own for sure. Yeah. But he was not, he was not ever, he was never in ring all that spectacular. Not really. And his years transitioning into Hollywood has not helped him. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's definitely like got some of that ring rust going on, brother. Yeah. So batista has tried to kind of play a baby face to a crowd that boos this ever-loving fuck out of him and yeah that's the thing are yeah aren't alignments kind of fucked like batista's still a face despite the fact that people hate him right now yeah a little bit uh but alberto del rio basically is just like i hate you batista for coming in taking off all this attention that could be to me thank you and thank you del rio and then del rio loses each Good. shit face um, yeah but Batista, you know, has confronted Randy Orton and is like, hey, man, I remember you from your evolution days and you're a little bitch then and now. Um, and he but we are getting hints of a heel turn here because he's like, I respect this business and I respect these fans. When they cheer me, I cheer them back. And when they boo me, I boo them right back. Ah, uh. Ah yes, we are we are this close to Drax making a, a you people speech. A little bit, but for now, it is still they are still planning to main event a momentous anniversary year of WrestleMania, their thirtieth WrestleMania, 
oh. with Randy Orton versus Batista. Oh yes, we're at we're at Mania Triple X. Yeah, the X rate the triple X rated WrestleMania. Yes, the, the joke that WWE will never let die is how many X's can we can we do because haha porn. Yep. So uh AJ Lee versus Cameron for the Divas Championship. Uh fuck Cameron is. Uh the other Funkadactyl that isn't Naomi. Oh, oh, nifty. And uh AJ Tamina interferes and causes Cameron to win by DQ. Fantastic. AJ has only been the Divas champion for eight goddamn months. The longest reigning Divas champion of all time. And she needed help to fight Cameron. We gotta, we gotta move. We gotta move that belt, Austin. It's been too stagnant for too long. We, we've, we've, uh, we've played into what the internet smarks want. And now we're fucking tired of it. Fuck you. Yeah, uh, the Wyatt family defeated the Shield in a fantastic six-man tag that we have watched on this podcast as part of the Brady yes. Lee tribute episode. Yes, that was a sick fucking match, dude. And basically the story going into it is the Shield continues to fracture. Uh, Dean Ambrose is both the one champion of this group and the only one who can't win matches. That's still so wild to me. He has the belt and he doesn't. He doesn't do Dean Ambrose is absolutely an all-time wor- worst United States champion. He held the belt for like 10 months. He rarely defended it. And he rarely and he was the shield pin eater as That's the shield so... was coming apart. Oh my god, why are all of the booking decisions the dumbest and the worst? Can't we have one good one, please? So as the shield are losing faith in each other and each other they are now coming under the attack of the wyatts who are more united than ever because they're a cult and so they basically and in the mats they basically tell a really good story of system of not only beating the shield at their own numbers game but literally ending the match by kind of systemically taking out the shield one by one dean ambrose brawls out into the crowd with i believe luke harper and only Luke Harper comes back. <laughs> they power bomb Seth Rollins through the announce table, Shield style, and oh, then, shit. and then with Roman Reigns left alone, he puts up a good fight, but ultimately is defeated by Bray Wyatt. That's so sick. And then after the night after Elimination Chamber, the Shield questions Dean Ambrose as to why he doesn't he didn't come back to help them fight as if it was a personal choice. Dean Ambrose is like, I fucking died. Excuse you. I died, guys. I swear. And they're like, I don't know. Uh, like, not- like, hmm, seems sus. I saw Ambrose event. Yeah, Shield's not in a good spot. Speaking of tag teams not being in a good spot, uh, okay. the primetime players have officially broken up as Titus O'Neil turned on Darren Young for being a big loser. Boo! They seemed like so much fun. What the fuck? They were. And then Titus O'Neil fought Darren Young one-on-one and beat him. Go fuck yourself. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that sucked. Uh, Then the New Age Outlaws. They are still the tag team champions, if I may remind you. Uh, That's great. Defeated the Usos at Elimination Chamber to retain the belts. Okay. But don't worry, the next night on Raw, they had a rematch and the Usos immediately squashed the new the Outlaws. 
Oh. They literally, they literally, they they start the mat. They cut the entrances. So they we cut from commercial with both teams in the ring, and the outlaws are like, "How about the bell rings?" And the outlaws are like, "Okay, Junior, Juniors, how about you respect your elders and let us do our pop?" And so road dog starts doing the new age outlaws bit you know ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages d generation x proudly presents to you yes jay uso one of the usos super kicks road dog to interrupt the speech they throw billy gunn out of the ring and then one of the usos hits a splash on road dog and they win <laughs> oh man man that, that fucking bloodline squash domination getting started up early huh God damn. Mm-hmm. Also of note during this series of, of weeks is that Betty White guest hosted an episode of Raw in Los Angeles and the New Age Outlaws as a prank bro tried to poison her coffee with laxatives but she does a switcheroo on him and Billy Gunn drinks the poison tea. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> he needed to go poopy, brother. Yeah, so when the Outlaws are on guest commentary for an Usos match, Billy Gunn spends the whole match holding his stomach and then runs up the ramp as if he shit his pants. Billy Gunn goes on Twitter to be like, I just shit my britches on Raw, please retweet. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> also, they're still doing they're still doing the guest hosting in 2014. It was really just because they were in LA and they had a and Betty White was down. And they're like, Betty White. You know what'll draw in a It is truly a shame. It was it is truly a shame that Betty White and Mae Young never interacted on screen. Seriously, give me an alternate universe where we get a fucking like Betty White and Mae Young Hell in a Cell match. Would have been something. Showdown of the octogenarian queen. Betty, you know Betty White would be would be hitting some fucking power bombs on Mae Young. (laughs) Yeah, Betty White would blade faster than John Moxley. She she's damn right. So then, for the Intercontinental Championship, it was Big E versus Jack Swagger. Mm-hmm. Now, Jack Swagger has been going that has been going through some tough times with Zeb Coulter and Cesaro. Basically, he's being a stupid fuck up, and Zeb Coulter keeps slapping him in the face because that's his motivational style. That's <laughs> wow! What a shock. Uh, and then, of course, that means that in this match with Big E, he loses. Naturally. Or do you mean to tell me, Austin, that there could very well be a statistical precedent for the fact that uh, corporal punishment is actually not conducive to, to behavioral improvements? Do you do you mean to say? Yes, a little bit. Uh, we also, also, on one of these Raws, we get a fun conversation about what big e langston's name stands for. oh yeah you're telling me about this where jbl asked michael cole what the e stands for michael cole is unable to answer this question it for the people at home it stands for etor because that is big e's real name i don't understand how he wasn't able to do that like are they riffing like is j jbl why would you ask that question 
because JBL's a shit commentator. I fucking uh, hate him. And so Michael Cole eventually, I assume Vince McMahon yelled the name in, event, in Michael Cole's headset. <laughs> Vince, is, Vince, hear, Vince heard that question from JBL and he starts like flipping through his Rolodex like, ah, shit, what's that guy's name again? Fuck, what's the name? What's, uh, come on, baby, what's the name? So we forgot his name. <laughs> but anyway... Michael Cole is like, oh, it stands for Etor. And JBL, like a jackass, responds like this. He's like, what? What? Etor? Oh, e Ezekiel? We have one of those already. Etor! And then JBL's like, e you mean like the Winnie the Pooh character? That oh no! Etor! The best part is I can't tell if that's JBL intentionally being a fuck or JBL just being really, really stupid. Either way, it's so awkward. Jerry it's Lawler awkward. just sits there and is like, I'll let you two dig your own holes. Wait, Jerry Lawler's sitting in on this and he's the one with self-restraint? Yes. What is going on with you in 2014? How is the 2014 commentary team such a nightmare fucking a, a nightmare trio that Jerry Lawler looks like the respectable one by comparison? What mm. the fuck? Yep. I so hate the, you. That was the elimination. That was the elimination chamber. Let's cover some things that are not that have, are not that are relevant to talk about, but not were not established on the pay per view. Um. Rusev is making his debut on Raw. It's a Rusev day, baby. We are getting vignettes for Alexander Rusev. Ooh. Uh, as set with Lana as his manager doing a Russian accent. Oh, I'm sure that's just great. Just talking up how great Rusev is. Also, like, is she supposed to be russian yes she is supposed to be russian even though lana is not russian not at all and nor is rusev russian well if he's bulgarian and so they will play it off as he is a russian sympathizer from bulgaria what? Well, okay okay nope not i'm not gonna think about it i'm not gonna think about it too hard it i mean all, all all slavic nations are basically the same right absolutely absolutely don't don't even think about it just like how uh, American Island or Pacific Islanders are basically the same as Japanese. Anyway. All right. Uh, we have got the debut of Emma. And oh. I forgot how bad this was, actually. Yeah. So you might remember Emma from... she. We had one appearance for her in her original version of NXT when we did the... Yes, I do remember that. And it did not work out for her. Yeah, so we actually kind of get, we actually have already on this podcast done the aftermath of this debut, as eventually she would fl she would flame out on the main roster and then start appear going back to NXT playing a character who is bitter and mad about how her main roster debut went and trying to convince Bailey that being a wholesome, happy person is just setting you up for failure later. That was that was such a good angle, dude. That was actually it was. a really good angle. It was. It wasn't necessarily the best pace from what we learned, but it was a no, really but, good idea. But like, man, man, sure is fucking wild. Uh, how NXT did a character really well, and then it, then she went to main roster and everything was fucked, and then she came back to NXT and everything was immediately great again. 
Wonder, yeah. wonder what that says about NXT in comparison to the main shows in 2014. It, mm. it featured my favorite heel gimmick that they did, that CFO did for a couple of these characters, where when they turn heel, they get a dubstep remix of their theme. <laughs> like you get like it happened with Emma and it happened with Alexa Bliss when she turned heel from being the sparkly cheerleader. Every villain is dubstep. It was I, I love that I love that story. that's actually that, really funny. That, that was very fun. Um but yeah, so Emma's character for people who don't know, basically her gimmick was like happy fun girl. It's hard. Basically, she would come out and she would like do weird like hand motions that counted as dancing and she'd pop bubbles. Yeah, she and was like kind of proto Bailey in a way. A little bit. And it's like, okay, here's the thing is there was a lot of this. There's a lot of, there was a lot of discussion on the internet in the OG interpretation of NXT about is NXT preparing these people for the main roster. And one element of that was in their gimmick. Um, people bring this criticism to Bailey a lot that her character was untenable with the main roster because she and i disagree with that fully i, I think disagree they, i think they fail i think they just failed to kind of capitalize on that character yeah emma though i get it because here's the thing is again her gimmick is very silly and it's kind of weird the first time you come through it but like nxt their audience is it's one audience that every episode they film at Full Sail University in Orlando. Mm -hmm. And it's the same regular group of several hundred people who are yeah. at these shows. And yeah. there is a lot raw, there's a lot toxic and bad about the Full Sail audience. They're a little bit up their own asses. Uh, I've never heard another wrestling audience chant, we are awesome That's before. Awesome. However, it was also an audience of people who were following these performers as they were learning and growing as characters and also really wanted NXT to succeed. Like it was kind of almost spoken like as a form of derision that basically anything could get over with the NXT crowd. They would at least play along with it ironically. Mm -hmm. And so like in that small scale environment with a, audience of people that know Bay Emma and want her to succeed, they were happy to play in with the joke. Yeah. Like they were unironically doing this goofy arm. Yeah. Because like, because like, like it, it, it was kind of like the, the culture and it was easy mm -hmm. to buy into. Yeah. But main roster, you're in a touring arena in front of thousands of fans in a different city every week. And who are and a much more mainstream, much less internet smart crowd than that's less they're like and in front of them the gimmick just died. Um it didn't help that they kind of immediately positioned her as like Santino's girlfriend. Like they he basically they basically have Santino pick her out of the crowd and kind of a cute callback to Santino's debut of being just a guy picked from the crowd mm -hmm. and 
he has a she has a dance off with Summer Ray, and she has up to this point just been like the female member of a feud between Santino and Fondango. Ah, ah, fun. That's okay, sure. Yeah, it's she's eventually gonna get a pink cobra to go along with Santino's. Oh, I'm sure that'll be just fine. I'm sure that'll I'm sure that'll okay, sure. Yeah, so basically this gimmick doesn't work in front of, yeah. the, in front of the main <laughs> roster audience. Hmm. Um, so that's disappointing. Yes. Speaking of disappointing, Hulk Hogan has returned to the WWE, brother. Oh, God. Yeah, after like, after being so, after spending a few decades being in anyone but the Fed guy, uh, uh-oh, all the other options are gone and this is the only way to preserve his legacy, dude. He has come back to brother. He is the host of WrestleMania 30, dude. Oh boy. I, I love it when they let Hulk Hogan host WrestleMania. I I will give them this. At least the sex tape hasn't leaked yet. Okay, that does help. That was mid-2015 when We're that happened. And they dropped him like a rock. <laughs> I they they uh well no, because they fucking brought him back for 38. He was they, on the- God they brought him back eventually, but they yeah, did what, in fact drop enough, him. They could, and they and they could reignite nostalgia bait Hulkamania again without much controversy. Yes, but they did drop him temporarily uh, when they did. Sure. They really there was a period of time where Ultimate Warrior was a wholesome, beloved figure, and Hulk Hogan was persona non grata, and like. I would like to remind everybody that the ultimate warrior in his later years became a right wing, uh, you know, a right wing. Uh, what's the word? Uh, he would go around and do like speeches on college. Campus, oh, oh talk, like talking heads, speaker, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He gives speeches, right wing speeches on campuses. Most famously oh, was his one at the university of Connecticut where he said something to the remark of the illegitimacy of homosexuals and somebody remarked what makes them why are they not legitimate to which he proceeded to respond because queering doesn't make the world work Whoa! oh boy that's a top-notch fucking that's a that's a top-notch quote from from our boy warrior there holy shit he also said things to the effect of and thank and thankfully of course his his wife, his widow, has scrubbed so much of this off the internet. Uh, but he had back when he had a blog in the 2000s, he said such lovely things as implying that the victims of Hurricane Katrina deserved it. Uh, be- coming extremely close to saying that Bobby Heenan deserved to have throat cancer. What and the bi- fuck? And bitching that Martin Luther King had his own holiday, but George Washington didn't. What? These are only some of the beautiful highlights that, again, Dana Warrior has been has has very clearly attempted to scrub off the internet, and in an A and E documentary has done did a lot to carry the water to um to try to defend Ultimate Warrior for these takes. She basically said that, you know, after his career was over, he got depressed and got hooked on daytime Fox News broadcast, on daytime Fox News television. Oof. 
he started he started watching Tucker Carlson, man. He starts and the fucking the great replacement theory made him go like this, brother. Speak to me, my warriors, about the great replacement. Outstanding. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, the what is what a great guy. About I speak to you, warriors, about the woke mob. <laughs> I speak to you about cancel culture. Listen to me speak about how I've been canceled, my warriors. Yes. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> so, yes, all that to say very funny that at one point he was the wholesome for the kids guy over here, whereas Hulk Hogan, we can't talk about him. Which, though I'm not trying to imply Hulk Hogan was better. He was just... Less frequently a shitty person. They, like it's was, the sex tape was really bad. It was yeah. really bad. That was he awful. he was like everyone's a little bit racist. Fucking n word. Yes. Yeah. He you uses know. the n word a a very large number of times to describe how he doesn't want his daughter to date any black men unless they're like seven foot tall millionaire basketball players yeah he's he you know you, you know austin he's he's progressive he's fine he's fine with miscegenation as long as it provides good athletic genes brother and again oh, this yeah. was like his pose this was like his pillow talk post sex tape where he fucked his good friend bubba the love sponge's wife i <laughs> The the levels of moronic Hulk Hogan. Why did you think any of this was a good idea? <laughs> that's uh, I didn't think anyone was recording, brother. That's the that's the lesson to take away from this dude. Is you always Wait, is you got to be careful what you say. Is anyone could be recording your words at any time, dude? See, here's the thing. I assumed he was the one that initiated the recording. I mean, of the sex tape, yes. I don't. I, he might have just forgot to turn the can't turn the recorder <laughs> off or something. I don't Probably. know. Yeah, but why the fuck would you make a sex tape? Why would you create videographic evidence of you cheating on your like good friend? You 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 letting your fucking good friend's wife cheat on him with you, and then fucking being racist afterward. Why? Why would listen, you listen, listen, brother? We're gonna, we're gonna talk. Listen, brother. I, I can't talk about this right now. I gotta. I'll, I'll go on Bubba the Love Sponge's radio show, and I'll, and I'll give you all the beats, dude. <laughs> it's very necessary for the playback value, brother, that we include all of the experience. Yeah. So great, <laughs> but none of that's happened yet. Hulk Hogan is now just the yay. Hogan is back. Isn't that so exciting? I'm so happy. Yay. Yeah, so tonight we are going to be watching the March 3rd, 2014 episode of Monday Night Raw. You know, we are now on the road to WrestleMania. The next few episodes of this arc are going to be a lot more like following the week-to-week storytelling instead of hitting bits months between each other. Yes. But yeah, that is it. That's what we're going to watch tonight. And if you'd like to watch along with us, you can do so on Peacock. That is WWE's uh, streaming service part uh, where they have their all their license out, all their streaming content these days. Uh, Rip in Peace, the network. Oh, I forgot yeah, it, to mention, we missed 
the entirety of the network of the network. Oh, I can't wait. There is one thing that I hope we get to see on these episodes about the network. I'm I'm so ready. I, I don't want to spoil it yet because I want your honest reaction to the first time you ever hear them pitch the Hawk, the network like this, but we're in that era. Now the network debuted on after on February 24th. I remember like getting it as soon as signing up for it, as soon as it came out and like checking it out in my dorm room, checking out all the content they had on it. Mm-hmm. Like every yeah, they did. I, ever, to say only had fucking 10 episodes of raw. They did have all of those goddamn pay-per-views. They had every pay-per-view ever. And they had a bunch of original series that they were like filming for and tried to do content for. And, but they only had 10 episodes of raw. <laughs> Hope you like 1993. <laughs> That uh, yeah, man, I I love that re- good vintage 1993. Yeah, but anyway, since then they've made a billion dollars, letting NBC Universal have all their shit added mm. it to their streaming service. So Peacock, there you go. Mm. Absolutely, <clears throat> you can find every episode of Monday Night Raw there now, including the one that we will be will be back in the back half to discuss. Woohoo! And we are back. We have finished the March 3rd, 2014 episode of Monday Night Raw. Man, you know, I actually, it's funny. I actually kind of quite liked that episode, all things mm-hmm. considered. But uh, also, oh man, it still got fucking weird at certain points. The worst uh, for... parts were pretty rough, but you know, the... there was a lot of fun stuff here. Yeah, and the, the, this one's going to be a fun one to talk about. I think because mm-hmm. um well you'll see. Uh yeah, so- our, for those who are not watching on YouTube, you can't see our um very descriptive title banner that tells you everything you need to know about this episode. Yeah, so we we cut to the to the arena and immediately CM Punk chants have started. Oh it's already happened. It's already it's we're past the point of no return, Austin. Once we're in Chicago. Um, yeah like oh boy cm punk chants have been piping up in the last few weeks because it started to come out like cm punk is gone gone uh-huh but we're in chicago <laughs> we're in yeah oh man I-, I said this in the front half but i'm still not over the timing the timing mm-hmm. could not have been more horrible and it- that is very funny Yep. Uh, I also made a note, uh, the Shield versus the Wyatts is the new golden goose of the WWE as they are determined to run this match as often as possible. Oh, have they done that? This is already this is already the second rematch from the pay-per-view that was eight days ago. Oh my god. Oh my god. You know, we'll talk about it when we get there, but like I can't blame them. I thought this was a pretty hot match. I thought that was a, I thought that was a sick match. Uh, we'll talk yeah. about when we get there. But I actually did kind of like it. So you know, credit where credit is yeah. due. If you're gonna pick a golden goose, might as well yeah. be that one. 
And so we talked about how this would be the last time that we would hear cult of personality on a mainstream wrestling show. And we had no idea it would be the last time and yada, yada, yada. But that's not quite true. As yeah. this show opens with, look in my eyes. Oh, no. The crowd went nuclear for cult of personality. Oh, jeez. They did oh, the no. thing. Yeah, okay. Comes out to cult of personality before, for be- heel heat. I will. Before I will say before um before we get into that one thing I do want to point out because man this crowd all night uh this crowd was on its a game honestly and I mean that in both the best and the worst ways uh on on the good side of things um when they were doing the like announcing of some of the pre-announced segments before the episode really started up um they said like and we got Daniel Bryan versus Batista in the main event and the precision switch in the crowd between cheering for the Daniel Bryan graphic and booing the Batista graphic. It was instantaneous Austin within a millisecond The the, the cheers cut and the boos flowed. Okay. That was the, this crowd was on another plane of existence this evening. Oh, they were, they were operating in tandem all night. full capacity full like they they were at their they were at their highest power level it was over nine thousand. Mm-hmm. it was horrifying so um, but yes it is and not what is and what does the fed do lean in cm punk is not here but paul Heyman is something and immediate I, booze when Heyman shows up something i managed to not remember to bring up in the front half is last week brock lesnar and paul Heyman came out to bitch about how the he that Brock is not in the WWE championship match at Mania, and instead the authority gave him a pity prize of an open contract against anyone you want except the champion. <laughs> and based and, and they're like, fuck this, this is stupid, fuck you. And then out comes the Undertaker to sign the contract, and he does. Yeah. And he does so by stabbing the pen through Lesnar's hand and signing it with the bloodied pen. (laughs) Good, correct, base. Yeah, I went on a whole journey with that section of the narrative. We'll get there. Uh, I did not know that was set when I started this segment. And oh my God. Yes, it it has been. This segment. Okay, so yeah. So Heyman walks out to immediate booze because for some reason creative on this episode thought it was a good idea to fondle chicago's balls like this i don't know um, i i think that maybe we're hoping they could if they could curtail it if they react if they comment on it <laughs> no. <laughs> no 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 it, it might have i mean i can't tell if it pacified them at all or only made them more rabid who's to say um but uh <laughs> Also, one more note on the precision switch of this audience. Shout out to the guy who goes from, like, booing Heyman's entrance to immediately celebrating that he made it on the TV screen. Good he's going, guy. Like, he's, he's going hard, and then he sees, like, he's like, boo. Hey! Uh, again, just immediate switch. These guys were, were, on, were, were on their best. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, hey, oh, Heyman, hey, you're, you're Heyman. out here trying to do damage control, but you're just going to stoke the fire. Oh, no. Oh, God. He can't hear. Yeah, Heyman. Yeah, Heyman gets in the ring he gets the mic and he's like and, and he then does he, the fucking punk cross-legged sit pose well, first, well, first, 
Well, first, he's like, I believe he deserves louder than that. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's him fucking stoking the flames. He's like leaning the mic around the ring. He's to, doing like, the thing. He's like, yeah, and then he's like, he does, more. He sits cross-legged like Punk does. Except he's an old man, so he can't actually cross his legs. Just one leg over another. And this this feels like the best of Paul Heyman doing a guy is leaving ECW promo. Yeah, I, I have to say, he kind of started up, and it, I, I will say when it started, it actually was kind of working, and I had to sit here like, wait, is Paul Heyman actually cooking right now? Yeah, because Paul because in ECW, obviously a lot of guys left to go get paid, and yeah. so a lot of guys would leave, and he would like always cut promos on them, admittedly, usually to like shit talk them. Usually, yeah. he would be like... Fuck this guy. He doesn't care about you people here in the EC dub. EC dub. Like he's there to stoke the stoke the flames. A smarmy bastard. Mm-hmm. But he he is used to doing promos where he has to talk about, you know, a guy who doesn't work here anymore. Uh and he's like, I came here tonight to tell the story of a Paul Heyman guy. Hey. A Paul Heyman guy that was never truly wanted in WWE. A Paul Heyman guy that they thought was too small to main event WrestleMania. A Paul Heyman guy that didn't have the right corporate look. A Paul Heyman guy that had too many tattoos. Uh, Ah, yes. I'm sure that was the exception that the Fed took to Punk. It was he had too many fucking tattoos. A Paul Heyman guy that would rebel against the authority, the first family that they didn't want him. The they didn't want him in the WWE from day one, and okay, they don't okay. want so, him in WWE now. Not to nitpick, but if they didn't want him from day one, why the fuck did they sign him, Paul? Because because Heyman vouched for Punk. Oh, okay. I okay okay that's Heyman Heyman right. Heyman was a huge facilitator in Punk getting any opportunities at all in WWE. Wait, like for shoot? Yeah, like he oh, he, pushed, shit. he pushed to get Punk in WWE, and then when they had Punk lab, you know, fucking around in OVW, Heyman was the one who's like, get this guy on the main roster, get him an ECW, let him have opportunities. Yeah. Okay, well, that's actually kind of cool then. I didn't realize that Punk IRL was actually a Paul Heyman guy. Oh, yes. He he is the Paul Heyman guy, IRL. Oh, my God. That's actually kind of sweet then. Okay. Well, then Cinema Sins Ding rescinded. Yeah, and then, you know, a Paul Heyman guy that had the balls to say what nobody else had the balls to say. <laughs> Absolutely. That was born in, raised in, and still lives in Chicago. Yeah, we get another crowd shot, and it was at this point I saw a CM Punk or We Riot sign. And you know what? Fucking bet. Do yeah. it. Oh, I got a hell of a Punk sign that I saw, like, in the main event. Or near oh, yeah. To it. All right, but Paul Heyman says that this is his pipe bomb about CM uh, Punk, hmm, hmm. who is not here this <laughs> evening. <laughs> And then he, uh, this is where oh, Heyman no. this is where Heyman flips a switch and reminds him that he's fucking a heel. Rails. Yeah, because <laughs> he's like, here's the biggest part of my pipe bomb. Okay, no. you keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means, Paul. Mm-hmm. 
Heyman is like, no one is more disappointed than me to not see Punk here tonight. And if he were here, he would be doing what he always did, proving his detractors wrong. So yeah. what happened? It, it why, was, won't it was, anyone, why won't anyone I, talk about CM Punk anymore? I want to point out that it was at this point I, I like wrote it. This is where I really hit the, the stride of like, you know what? Fine. Leave it to Heyman's smarmy ass silver tongue to actually actually successfully pacify a rabid Chicago crowd. This might actually work. And then, and then. <laughs> then he says, and then he says, there is a finger to point to blame for this. And he blames each and every you, single one of you. You. Yeah. He, te- he like teases going to be like him shitting on the McMahons or whatever. And then, and then, and then he fucking turns it into a goddamn you people speech. What in the fuck? Yeah. Heyman, Heyman, uh, this is a, such a fantastic line from Paul Heyman. This is why I've always found it easier in life to lie. People accept lies so much easier. Is that, is that, uh, oh shit, I missed that line from him. It was in, it's before he explains like why it's you people. That's the, oh, he's okay. talking about how this is the hard truth that you people don't Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, no. He's like, this is all your fucking fault, you you worthless ingrate. He he kayfabes this, where he's like, Punk under me became the longest reigning champion of twenty in twenty five years, but then you took him away from me. How fa- and how far did that get you? How far did that get Punk? And Paul doesn't just blame the fans. Then he also blames the Undertaker. We now we have absolutely Brock Lesnar, um, who is who is currently faced. So that also gets booze. Yeah, because the downward spiral for Punk began when he failed to beat the Undertaker, and yeah. Heyman wants revenge. And he stopped and, being a Paul Heyman guy specifically after that. Yeah. He, he did actually, because after that main, yeah. um, he takes a few months off, and then he starts breaking away from Paul Heyman. He, he, he turns face again. again, yeah, um, yeah, yeah fucking. Um, so, so Heyman brings up the brilliant line of "You didn't take CM Punk away from me. You took C- you, you didn't just take CM Punk away from me. You took CM Punk away from yourself." Which you know, oh, that, I'm sure that'll get this crowd to really like chill out thank you Heyman. uh and then he for some reason thinks it's a good idea to call out um taker on an open mic and music hits and i expect it to be takers but no actually we are here to say that uh they that that is why he's seeking revenge on undertaker that is why he's bringing out the one man who can destroy the taker and in fact destroy the legendary streak and it was funny because i was watching this with kyle and i'm like and i'm like of course who else and kyle's like wait wait who i actually don't know who this would be and i'm like and so i'm just like as he as he says that i'm like shut shut up and of course with perfect timing and then done this is the point where i didn't realize that the streak breaking was already set in motion because i was like wait this is how the fuck we transition into brock ending the streak what the shit i will say fucking it is fucking seamless and it's insane how well Heyman's able to work absolute 
able to make absolute bull feathers like this work on Mike. Um, mm -hmm. And then I found out, yeah, the contract was already signed. So all this hoopla from Heyman slightly can is ends up slightly confusing as not an announcement, but like, sure, you know, but he's, he's still very good. Around. He was very good at transitioning the CM Punk eulogy yeah. <laughs> into Brock Lesnar versus Brock. the Undertaker. Lesnar, yeah. Um, we 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 get a clip to the what you described of the contract signing last week. Um, and yeah, Taker stabs the the pen into Brock's hand, signs and signs the contract in Brock's blood. Um, I will say we get a clip of then like Taker like choke slamming Brock through the table of course because you know mm. contract signings as you do standard fare <clears throat> but um he we then go into his taunts and you know man old man taker old man old man taker when he's hitting those taunts man just looks like he's working through like some major bm when he it's, when he it's does all that shit buzz cut taker was a weird time <laughs> yeah because like he clearly I feel like he clearly still wants to be doing the biker gimmick at this point, but Corfort was like, no. We, That's not you, what sells, man. Again. Yeah, you, you need to be. So they have him in his goddamn, like, Shang Tsung ass robe or whatever. Uh, sure is weird. And he's got, but he's still got the UFC gloves, baby. Uh, yeah. yeah. Best so pure striker in the game. The Undertaker. Absolutely. And, okay, and then and Brock... Say. Brock takes the mic. Uh, over, over, of course. Terrifying. CM Punk chance. Um, the CM Punk chants are here roaring. again. Yeah, still, still roaring through this entire segment because, of course, poor early 2014 WWE cannot catch a break with fans absolutely revolting on live TV. No, they can't. But Brock is like, unlike some people, I don't make claims I can't back up. I believe in my heart that The Undertaker is scared of me. And Brock mentions sure. other men who have tried to conquer the streak. Shawn Michaels, Triple H, CM Punk. Even your beloved CM Punk. Again, please stop fanning the flames. They're and already up to 11. And then he goes, failures at WrestleMania. <laughs> the streak is going to get conquered by me, Brock Lesnar. Okay, so I think this was the first time I've like really heard Brock Lesnar speak. Yeah, like he doesn't talk I feel like very maybe often. We got because... a clip of it last week, but I don't really remember it. Yeah, it, it Brock isn't super comfortable talking. That's why he always has Heyman. Heyman do well, you know, man, I see what you say now about like how weirdly high his voice is for that body. Yes. You expect him to be down here. No, he's up here. Nah, he's up here and he's got he's clearly like i feel like he's ma trying to mask some sort of country accent while he talks to oh he definitely is he's now. he's a lot he sounds a he sounds a lot more hick now yeah when he's um, baby face he's, rock he's, in he's the future back in. um also but also what really got me was he tries to say his name in the way that Heyman says it in his fucking voice cracks. Oh yeah. yeah. That's a that's really intimidating. <laughs> your big I'm gonna I'm gonna uh kick the Undertaker's ass promos going if and my if my name is in Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I will oh, say the best boy. 
the best voice crack, and I'm gonna go ahead and say this because there's no way this. I'm pretty sure I'm 99% sure this didn't happen during this feud. Uh, but when he reruns the feud with the Undertaker, because Undertaker just fights Lesnar in 2015 as like revenge, one. like as revenge for breaking the streak, um, and Lesnar goes to Undertaker, and at one point he goes, Undertaker, you're here, and I'm here. So let's do this. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I feel so vindicated and just shitting on Brock Lesnar all the time, man. Yeah, That's that meme. feels good. Big, big time meme. Of, let's do this. <laughs> Said with the same cadence as the bees card from cards against humanity. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> So Lesnar, Lesnar and Heyman are heading back up the ramp and out comes Mark Henry. Sexual chocolate is here to give Lesnar some shit. Absolutely based. And, uh, well, well, I will say, I will say fucking Lesnar comes at Henry, like does a leaping strike on him and Mark Henry fucking no sells it. Absolutely based. Fantastic. And then, and then Lesnar keeps hitting him. And then he eventually, he throws him into the stairs and he picks him up. He picks up the stairs and hits Mark Henry in the head. And then yeah, he tears okay. up the announce table. F5. Okay. No, 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 no. So, so here's what happens. So, so, he picks up, so he picks up the ring steps or he like picks up the top half of the ring steps, yeets it into the ring for some reason. I thought he was setting up for something. He was not. Uh, and then he goes to the announce table. He grabs the like logo sign off the announce table also tries to yeet it into the ring and completely whiffs it and then he starts take just dismantling the entire announce table and just yeeting all of its parts into the ring again for some for some reason and then he fucking yeah he fucking power bombs mark henry through the now broken down announce table man it was nice while it lasted there is <laughs> One of the bigger kayfabe breaking things in wrestling is how when everyone does announce <laughs> table spots, they so politely take get rid of all of the equipment and things on the table that might like hurt somebody if you were to put them through it. I will say it, it, I haven't often I haven't I don't think I've ever seen a dismantling of the announce table this thorough. This was the yeah most. like they like they tear up the monitors and the laptops and they throw out everything that like actually might hurt you yeah i don't man i don't know what's more like r.i.p here mark henry or this fucking announce table actually no i know who the most r.i.p goes to and that's whoever has to clean this fucking mess up imagine yeah. being janitorial staff watching this backstage and going <sighs> they did it again god fucking this guy but yeah so uh, Lesnar and the cm yeah. punk's chance still ringing through the arena I didn't even know. I didn't even note them all all night anymore because it's. Like I I I noted quite a few of them. I'll I will be your uh your resident uh. Whenever the whenever Punk the crowd was play. even remotely bored, CM Punk, CM, CM Punk, CM Punk. CM Punk. Um. Yeah. So I don't know why the fuck they put Mark Henry out. Did he and Lesnar have a thing? Well, yeah, because I mentioned last time that oh, Lesnar yeah. had like broke Henry's arm. And that's what oh, caused yeah, yeah, Henry yeah, yeah, to, that okay. caused Big Show to try to attack Lesnar. So now Mark Henry's like, I'm back for revenge. And Lesnar's and like, no, you're just, not. He's just here to power up Lesnar. Cool. Um, 
But our first actual match of the evening, we got Usos versus New Age Outlaws. Yes, I was mistaken. Theory. I thought the Usos won the tag belts last week. No, they not. They win. They're winning it this week. They're winning it this week. Uh, yeah, nice little transitional championship for for the uh, the Outlaws. You know, as you do. Yeah. Um, also, we see that a selling point for buying the network is uh, watching the 2014 Hall of Fame live. That was actually a pretty big deal, actually, because back in the before that, like you had to rely on like they would air like an NBC, like a USA Network cut of the Hall of Fame ceremony. There would be a couple out like an hour or two long. Like the 2014 ceremony was the first time that you could watch the entire Hall of Fame ceremony. Okay, that's actually at once. And also something cool they did is on the network. They actually uploaded full versions of all of the old WWE Hall of Fame ceremonies. Wait, that's actually sick. Yeah. Like never right, before take, could you watch never before could you watch the full versions of those ceremonies. That's actually I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine they would have saved that footage. That's actually awesome. No, they did. It's really cool. I love okay. Snark rescinded once again. That's actually WWE um, has never gotten rid of any footage they have, as far as we're aware. Like they apparently just have, they apparently just like have a warehouse or some you video. They have some database. Right. Yeah. Damn. Uh, in all like the this is a goddamn dumbass. That's actually really smart. Yeah, it's like, and and as far as I'm aware, like in NXT or whatever, wrestlers can just kind of request any match footage that WWE happens to own. Yo, um, to watch. Like it's like the Library of Congress, but for wrestling. But for wrestling, that's I okay. That's actually sick. I can't. I, think I can't hate that. There that's are a few really exceptions. Cool. One of them is you're not allowed to ask for Over the Edge '99. That is the show where Owen Hart falls and dies. Okay. Like you're not allowed to. Like they have. Like WWE has the footage of the fall, but they have never really. It is in the vault. It is staying in the vault. Locked in that Disney vault. Yeah, I, there are a few others, but I can't remember them off the top of my head right now. But it's pretty rare. Most, Almost everything WWE owns. They probably, they probably have the, the Benoit tribute show blocked off. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, they 100%. The Benoit tribute show is 100% also locked deep in the vault. It's never Oof. coming out. Oof, ow, owie. I wonder if they have any, like, Jimmy Snooker-related shit, like, locked in there, too. I don't know. Probably, probably, probably I don't think I don't think they have anything that's, like, you can't see it ever that's that's fair uh all right well that's 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 kind of wild um but yeah uh so we go to the tag match i I actually speaking of things that are actually surprisingly sick the fucking like cgi like visual to -hmm. announce that this is a match for the tag belt it was actually kind of fucking cool like they had like you know because because the wwe tag belt design has the uh the the like spartan helmets on them which i actually yeah. sidebar i actually quite i like love the, i love i honestly love the penny belts like i they, yeah i also prefer them to the way they do it now which is the same design but it's red and silver and blue and yeah. silver i yeah. prefer like the penny i like the penny color the brown penny coloring of the belts especially with I the think, spartan things in the middle like it i think feels I like it fits silver I think I prefer the silver, but like either way, I really like that overall design. And so them kind of playing it up on a 
match visual. That was actually really sick. I actually like that. Uh, we cut to the announce team who's just fucking sitting at the decimated table. That shit, that shit ain't yeah, got they get a, They yet. get a new table eventually, but otherwise yeah. they got to sit there and they got to stare at their monitors on the floor. I don't know if, you, I don't know if it's ever really registered with you, but like now it's a t- wrestling TV announcers aren't watching the ring. They are watching the oh, really? TV monitors in front of them. Oh yeah, because okay. That yes, is the, yeah, because that's that. the T because that's the TV feed yep. that that the fans that anyone watching from home would also be watching. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That 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 one I actually did know. For a second, I thought you were saying they weren't watching the ring on their monitor. So I'm just like, what the fuck? They just like no, no, I no. They're no. It's like even though they are right there, yeah. they are not watching what is in front of them. Well, that's honestly, what helped me understand that better was like the AEW announced setup because they are like kind of removed from the ring. Um, yeah. So like them watching on the monitor, I was like, Oh, it makes sense. They have monitors there. So that kind of helped click with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so fucking, um, uh, uh, new age outlaws comes out first. Um, and Jesse James, of course, is on the mic, uh, as, as he is wont to do. Um, Jesse James calls Chicago a rambunctious gaggle, which I'm pretty sure is a type of benign tumor, but okay. Um, and, and then, and then he goes, actually, Chicago, you don't deserve to hear my catchphrase. He, Fuck you. Big heel road dog. Jesse James being like, yeah, I'm not hitting this is, my line. This is how you know the New Age Outlaws are heels because they're not doing their super over catchphrases to you. Yep. Uh, so, uh, so Jesse James is like, you're not getting our usual pops, and the Usos are like, okay, we're just gonna do ours. Now. Oh, y'all I, actually, say, I actually really say, like the we OG. Say oos, like, y'all say, oh, Us, oh. I actually really like the OG kind of like Uso entrance. Like, oh yeah, the the knowing Samoan that tribal act- dance. Yeah, knowing the- that they're actually Samoan, like, actually makes it enjoyable knowing it's authentic mm-hmm. uh yeah. and it's it's satisfying to watch and the i say oos you say oh thing of course is you know over as hell um and so they get in the ring um and they're they're starting off in the match uh on co- over on commentary cole's cole lies right to our faces by backing up Heyman and his claim that his promo was a pipe bomb which again no um, as we saw then, in 20 as we saw in 2011 after the actual pipe bomb happened wwe was suddenly obsessed with calling stuff a pipe bomb yeah, this is it's the fucking butterfly meme is this a pipe bomb literally any it, promo any um, promo but it's any promo by cm punk is this CM a punk. pipe bomb well now i guess it transfers to, to to paul Heyman. yeah pipe bomb the the most you the the now most meaningless phrase in all of wrestling because it got so overused uh michael cole then proceeds to ask jbl if he thinks this is a must win match for the usos and jbl's just like yes because they're trying to win the titles cole yeah, they, what are you talking about cole? dumb questions like that <laughs> i was like i was like what the fuck did you just say cole yeah, you know, this tag team championship it's match is kind of a, a must win for the Usos, you know. They're the tag belts. Tag, their first tag championship. Do you think it's important, baby? Um, uh, fucking, uh, but seriously, man, the Usos are fucking over in 2014. Audience was going nuts for them. Mm-hmm. They were a really fun tag team. Baby yeah. tag team. Yeah, and, and now... 
Well, uh, yeah, it's it's we are a couple years away from their transition to being like more of their like truer cell, like the when they get the down day one ish uh, gimmick and they start kind of wearing their normal like the normal their normal clothes and not just wearing yeah. like the tribal. They get rid of the tribal paint stuff and they change their theme. It's pretty yeah, sick. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I like I I can get down with like modern Usos too, but I actually mm-hmm. I I'm more down with like the tribal twins uh gimmick than I thought I would be. That I mm-hmm. I, I I'm here for it. It doesn't feel like overplayed or corny or insensitive or whatever. It's actually kind no. of No. Yeah, it uh, does. Uh, yeah, Usos are fucking over, and this tag team, this this match is going off. A lot of it is like that. We spend a lot of the front half of this match with uh, Jay and Jesse James being yeah. legal men with with Jay. Jay, Jay we're Jay building to the Jimmy hot tag. Jay and is really gone, just brawling on the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let's see. Then- uh, uh, I, I, oh, I didn't have oh. any notes of what the Outlaws did until Jim made the hot tag. So. Yeah, well, that's the thing. That that same here. I literally, it was like a double hot tag because, like, it was a double hot tag for both Jimmy and Billy Gunn. So they both go in, and I, I'm glad that Michael Cole continues to show that he's not always great at telling people apart because he calls Jimmy Jay at first, and I was like, they, I, and then he corrects himself, and I was like, okay, good, I'm not the only one who's confused. Yeah, uh, I, I, I know that, like, they wear their face paint on different halves on of their sides. faces, <laughs> but I, all, I don't, I never remember which is which. See, I did realize, like, I, they probably partly did that for commentary's sake, like, mm-hmm. telling commentary which one is on the side of the face so they can keep better. Possibly. Um, that was that I, might have been, uh, but like fucking a lot of this match, the Usos, it just kind of feels like they spent a lot of this match like just systematically slaughtering the out. No, the like it, it feels like like a culmination of the la- of these like last few weeks of TV of like they keep getting the upper hand on these old dudes, and then yeah. this, and then when they're in control here, they just hit all their moves on the old dudes. It's insane. Yeah, we're watching a couple old men be murdered right before our eyes. I will say it does feel quite wrong in the year of our Lord 2023 to be rooting against Billy Gunn and for the Usos in a tag title context. That does feel slightly dirty, but you know, it's 2014. It was a different time. Daddy ass oh, hasn't man. learned how to scissor yet, so you he know. hasn't learned how to scissor yet, and the the Usos haven't joined the the blood they haven't acknowledged any tribal they chiefs. haven't acknowledged any tribal chiefs the the nexus points have yet to be hit austin um uh, <laughs> yeah um the fucking so we the fuck wait was that was that jay because um jimmy does no, the tag jimmy like the end of the match that like was jimmy, jimmy okay jimmy fuck, i wrote, does I wrote one of my notes again jimmy Shit. does yeah. like the cool suicide tag Dive yeah. to Jay. Jimmy fucking yeah. Jimmy tags Jay in while diving to the outside to yeet to yeet Jesse James. Uh, and then that and then, and then Jay hits the top rope spl- splash for the win. And it is the the Usos' first ever tag team championships together. Yeah, you know uh, Jay, Jay knocks out Daddy Ass. I mean Billy Gunn with the mic drop. I I mean Frog Splash uh, to to get the dub and. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was a feel feel good moment. Um, commentary says they wonder uh, what Daddy Rikishi's um, reaction is back home, and I don't know if I love or hate commentary calling him Daddy Rikishi, but you know, 
okay. Big fat, fat, that fat ass daddy Rikishi. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That that just makes it better, Austin. That doesn't make me intensely more uncomfortable. Not in the of slightest. Of course not. Speaking of intensely uncomfortable, the things you <laughs> learn, Aaron Paul is a guest on this episode? Yeah. That's... Wait, why He's is that a, uncomfortable? I, listen, like I was just trying to segue. I did, oh, okay. It didn't really work. But I it was didn't, just I like... Was gonna, was gonna say, wait, wait, did Aaron Paul get canceled and did I miss it? Oh, no. No. Uh, but he is hyping the Need for Speed movie, so you know. <laughs> well, you know that is a bit of a yay. Yeah, Aaron Paul, who's still in the middle of a successful fucking run with um with uh Breaking Bad, and has also just started up in a wonderful new Netflix show, BoJack Horseman. Don't know if you've heard of it, which criminally gets no no mention by commentary. I guess they didn't want to like. I, I guess oh, I got a, I got a comment about that. I got a comment about that later when Aaron Paul yeah. actually well, I, I, up. See, I, I I don't think they wanted to get. I don't think Vince wanted to give any credence to any uh, competing streaming services. Um, I suppose so, not. But so then, yeah, um, so yeah, Aaron Paul's gonna be here. Neat. Yeah. Next match: Big E versus Cesaro. Yes. Uh, they. This is a sprint of a match, and I get why, <laughs> but. Cool shit happens here. They within 30 seconds they do the bit of like run the ropes, duck under the guy in the ropes. Oh, now you jump over the guy in the ropes. Absolutely. Big E tries to do the leapfrog jump over Cesaro, and Cesaro just grabs him midair. Freak of fucking nature, dude. I swear to God. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Cesaro's just an ins- a, a deeply insane monster. He must be stopped. Um of course, Swagger tries to interfere on the outside, and E says no to Swagger's shenanigans. Uh, and then, uh, and then very quickly, um, oh well, I, I Swag- think Cesaro I think gets him in and does the swing on does E. The spin, does the does the swing? He throws him. Um, E's looking to get up, but then uh, Jack Swagger says no to E's no to his shenanigans, and, and Swagger just runs in and hits the the Swagger bomb. Yes, on Bede- and he gets the fucking mask out. Cesaro looks very, uh, looks very unhappy by this, saying no to Swagger's no to Biggie's no to to Swagger's shenanigans. You know, yeah. as you do. Uh, I made the note: the real Americans argue after Swagger was a complete and total dumbass. Seriously, that that was the dumbest shit. Why the? Fu- and of course, to add insult to injury, uh, Biggie hits Cesaro with the big ending finisher. Waka waka. <laughs> Yep. So, Oof. This is not a alley. This is that it. One could say this match did not go the way Cesaro wanted it to. No. Next up, we get the Shield versus the Wyatt yes. family. I had a wild amount of notes on this one. I did. Uh, I took a ton of notes on this. Yeah. Uh, my first being, what the fuck does Larry Horse wants ice cream mean? I. Was one? It was a sign. It was a sign. It was a sign in the corner where the shield enters from. Yeah. Well, see, my I didn't see the name. I just saw this once ice cream, and I was like, I assumed it was a punk reference. I assumed they were doing the ice cream bar meme. That's uh, and then the guy's name is probably Larry Horace, who's holding the sign. So you know what, Larry? I hope possibly. Uh, sorry, they weren't CM Punk themed. Um, man. Okay. So, Shield makes their entrance, and I, I I marked down. D- 
do Reigns and Rollins just dunk their heads in buckets of water before coming out? Because I think so. Their their hair is so wet. Their hair is aggressively wet. They both, yeah, well, aggressive is a good term for it because Rollins and Reigns both, like, make entrance taunts out of, like, whipping their hair and, like, yeeting water. Like, you're in the fucking splash zone if you're in the first row. Uh, And then even, but then I look at Ambrose, even his, his tiny ass head of hair is, is drenched. I think these guys just dunk their heads in, like, buckets of water before their entrance because what, why? Um... And then, of course, that uh, God, God, the Wyatts are so fucking cool, man. It's also really sick. I probably noted this before. It's really sick how they don't do the exact same "We're Here" video for every like. Yeah, he started. Actually, he started doing the name of city. We're here. Yeah, and in and in whatever shirt he was wearing. Yeah, Chicago. We're here. Yeah, that was that was sick. Um, they they make their entrance as as you do. Um, and. <laughs> Um, I forget what the context of this was, but I think maybe commentary was just talking about, no, 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 no. Oh, they were saying like, um, they were, they were talking about like the previous matches between shield and Wyatt's and how, um, in the last one, like Ambrose made sort of the last minute save on things. Um, and then Lawler comments that jumping in the ring and causing a DQ like that is, is quote unquote, pulling a Jack swagger. Um, which feels feels wrong. Um, shit, if Jack. Yeah the the only thing the only thing that should be termed as a Jack Swagger, I guess, a Jake Hater is. I, I I think I think if we're gonna name anything after him, the term should be about uh, building an entire personality around a very specific hat. That is pulling mm-hmm. a Jack Swagger. Or, I he guess, really likes his Jake hat. Hager. He just he <laughs> I like this hat. Um, <laughs> also, Cole tells us because man, 2014. WWE really wants you to interact on Twitter. Uh, he tells you to use hashtag rematch to talk about this match, which feels generic. That's uh, a little generic to get there. Uh, a little presumptuous. That's the only the only hashtag rematch. The only context that it that it might. Oh, be. I got a I got a great comment about Twitter engagement later. Um, and then, oh boy. Speaking of commentary, um. Jerry Lawler pipes in as the match starts up with, we knew this was going to be a dog-eat-dog match. The Wyatts are wearing milk bone underwear. I had to rewind that twice to be certain of what the fuck he said. You know, remember in the first half when I said that, you know, in 2014, Lawler actually looks restrained and intellectual compared to Cole and JBL? You know... I never said it was a high bar. I got, I got, I missed that one, but I got some, I got a couple Jerry Lawler quotes. Oh God. This episode. A couple more from him later on. Uh, um, yeah. The mat, the mat start them. They first start fighting before we even get the bell rings. Yes, of course. Of course. As you, as you do. Uh, Rollins starts off going crazy. Dude. Rollins is insane in this match. Holy shit. Like he is the super athlete of this th- of the shield. He's he's flippity do spot fest arena all over. He the absolutely place. is. He does three consecutive suicide dives onto each member of the Wyatts from like different corners like of the ring. Flip Incorporated. This my my man my man said actually I'm the MVP of this group. 
and I'm going to prove it tonight. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I'm also going to throw in a MVP on the Wyatt side, fucking Luke Harper. Of course it's Luke Harper. Luke Harper is fucking awesome. And we get blessed. You know what? I'll, adding to my enjoyment of the match, we get fucking the matchup of Rollins versus Harper in this the match. The workhorses and, of each team going one-on-one. I, you know, I, we talked about this a little while ago and I'm really happy um, because dude, the more I see of Luke Harper, the more I can so easily like put him in my top wrestlers. It is insane Mm -hmm. how much of a consummate performer he was. Holy shit. I think a thing I always appreciate about Luke Harper is how committed he was to this bit that he's supposed to be like Rowan's good. And you could, there's a, there's almost a different angle to it, but like Harper really sold the idea that he was like brainwashed in a cult. Like he had a way of just coming off like this dude who is like mentally, he's not even here anymore, man. He is just all in on Bray Wyatt. And we're probably sounding like broken records because I know these are things we've talked about before when it comes to Luke Mm -hmm. Harper, especially in our like Brody Lee tribute episode, but like also fucking like the way he uses his physicality holy shit he's he is one of easily one of my favorite giants to watch in a ring because he 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 moves like a giant but not in like the tropey way mm-hmm. he he moves as if he were a maverick behemoth and it's so fucking cool to watch and him versus rollins in this match dude is nuts <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, But we get some early uh, dysfunction as Seth Rollins goes to the top rope. Mm. Uh, Bray Wyatt runs in to do some shit. And Ambrose tries to run interference on this, but in doing so, distracts Seth. And Seth loses his balance and eats shit on the floor. Which honestly sounds more like a Seth problem, but you know, malfunction at the junctions must be. We are selling that the shield is falling apart and specifically that Ambrose is a giant fuck up. <laughs> Which I don't, I don't understand why they're booking him like that. He's the one with a belt. Because regardless of what anyone will tell you about Dean Ambrose's WWE run, even when he is booked at his best, he has to kind of be an idiot. <laughs> That's so God. God. Like, there's always qualifiers, even to the best parts of Dean Ambrose's WWE run. That's so terrible, man. <laughs> um, but fucking, um, God, the, 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 this match, this match is sick, not only from that work standpoint, but from the storytelling standpoint. As they well. do do, they do great telling this story, even if we're dreaming yeah. on like, God damn it, Ambrose has to be the moron. And, and but, honestly... The, the stars lined up so well because the Wyatts are the perfect people to place in front of the shield at their implosion point. Like, that's the whole deal with the Wyatts is that they fuck with your head. So, like, Wyatts feel like the proper catalyzing agent to the to the breakup finally going through. Mm-hmm. Um uh, so I, this whole match, I, I'm enjoying is sick as fuck. I, the crowd, I guess, did get bored at some point because it's oh boy, the CM Punk chance come there back. There we go again. again. Uh, um, okay, another get, big, we, we another, get, uh, another big uh, story, another big, another big story point is Rollins is looking to tag out, 
Ambrose. He's looking for Ambrose, but Bray Wyatt was talking shit. And so Ambrose jumps off the apron to go confront him on, on the outside and Roman follows to pull Ambrose back. So Rollins yes. is left with no one to tag. Oh my God. He does. He does hit that tag eventually. Yes, uh, but, but that's, that's a, we'll come back to that moment. Oh yeah. Tried to no, tag that and was Ambrose important. wasn't there. Uh huh. That, that, that was a good God. But Dean, but really Dean, Dean comes match. in and at this point, they're like the lunatic fringe of the shield to which I'm always like, the fuck does that mean? What does that even mean? Like, I guess, I guess he reads like a rabid twink. Sure. But like, it's, okay. I don't think it's that crazy uh, can compared to his cohorts. Um, yeah. So the Wyatt's basically numbers game, Dean Ambrose. Yeah. They, they make, they, they, they do tag out Rowan to be the official legal man. Uh, yeah. But then man rather, but yeah. Yep. But then um, Ro Rowan later, he does, I made a note of this, is he does the thing oh where he like God. digs your knuckles into your head, which is always yeah, okay. a very silly move. But yeah, what I liked yeah, about yeah, it. We talked, well, that's the thing. We talked about how silly the crush submission move was a few weeks ago. But like, at least for that one, the hands are covering the head on multiple sides. So you can make a little more of an argument for actually having control and, Eric he just digs knuckles fists, in. He's, he's just digging his knuckles uh, into your temples, and everything else is free. That you can, Ambrose, you can just escape that. And, I mean, he, he basically does. But yeah. I made a note of it because, like, while Rowan is doing that, Ambrose is still consciously being like, being like, "Hey, fuck you, Bray!" Right yeah. in his face. Yeah, he's he's. He is focused on on be, taking great offense to just Bray talking shit again. Yeah, brilliant choice to have. I made I made notice some big Roman Reigns chants going off here. Yeah, I did notice that. And oh, oh, I'm, oh man. I want to point out this is actually I'll save that for a, for two notes later. But then uh, Dean Harper knocks Ambrose into the ropes. Ambrose does his rebound clothesline where he like I do, falls I do into the middle out. rope. And, and like wheels his way back for to hit to hit the clothesline. That that which, yeah, he's 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 good at that sort of which shit. Which WWE will kill forever by calling the move the wacky line. Why were they trying to sell Ambrose like the weirdo? What? Oh because my he's God. good at bad WWE comedy, so this becomes oh. his bit. Oh, um, no. oh but he, then okay. He, too hard. Uh, I, sorry, I do want to point out though the way that Ambrose does get out of that dumb fuck submission hold from Rowan is by mm -hmm. yanking on his beard. So at least he met that move with a move of similar levels of dignity. Although that said, I I also would appreciate seeing more beard based offense in wrestling. You know, I, I think I think you could get so much more mileage out of that than you do. Yeah. Um. Uh. Bray tags in and knocks Roman off the apron, and it's one of those things where like I really started to think about like the brilliance of the Roman Reigns booking here, as he yeah. is both too green to carry a match. He is too green to carry the match, so he has to like he has the smallest amount of ring time of anyone involved. But at Absolutely. the same time, he shows up and to only hit his cool moves. So the crowd really wants to see Roman Reigns. Oh my God. They are 
going they the, the reason they're cheering for him because they want that fucking hot tag oh my god the fact that in 2014 i i can kind of see why they really did solidify on pushing roman to the moon because it did work for a second mm-hmm. um it did it did kind of work until people started to realize oh no this is just going to be cena wins lol 2.0 yeah and it's uh, and it's it's been commonly said like maybe wwe should have waited a year after roman got hurt in the middle of what would have been his big time to like really get over with the crowd as a top singles guy yeah but they were like whatever he can he can just win it anyway Win the rumble anyway. I'm sure it will be fine. <laughs> and then it, it all really fell. wasn't. Um, there was a time. But okay, R- Ambrose is crawling over for a tag. He's trying to get to Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins jumps off the apron and leaves the match. Yes. And what feels like it feels like foreshadowing for two months later. We are two months away from Seth Rollins taking a chair to Roman and Dean and, and buying into the authority. And this feels like a precursor to that in retrospect. Yo, dude, fucking Seth Rollins is lit. He, he, he bails and Roman goes to confront him while poor Ambrose is still stuck yeah. in the ring. Roman, you could be, you could be helping Roman. No, yeah. he goes to confront, to confront Rollins and Rollins basically like, I'm tired of pulling all the weight in this fucking poly. I can't be the glue that keeps this together. Yeah. You two figure it out. Yeah. He, so he's just, he's out. Um, and of course we take shit back to the announce table, which has been put back together um but we still gotta just just in time just in time for like roman to like spear harm eric Rowe, eric uh uh luke harper i think over the announce table yes so you know poor announced team can't catch a break tonight walkity walkity walk um and of course um bray gets the tag in and the you know messing with dean and who should who who should fucking eat the uh eat the sister abigail in the pin but the only yeah. person who holds a belt in this group dean fucking Ambrose. they take out they take out they take out roman and then yeah they of course roman do give roman his his moment to like beat up on all three members of the wyatt family and the crowd goes wild for it um but unfortunately it's not enough i don't even know if he ever became the legal man in the match i don't think he did i think he just showed up to like <laughs> one interference and whoop ass in the wyatt so funny that's actually really funny yeah, um but uh the 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 wyatt's beat the shield again and uh i don't think the group is closer to figuring their stuff out yeah i know rollins is tired of being the baby that they had to save the the they saved the marriage you know mm-hmm. um the 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 in-house couples therapist for for ambrose and and uh reigns um yeah no legitimately great match both work and story wise like i said um also um i have to in a full circle moment after what i noted about the shield upon their entrance we get a like real close up on wyatt and like man his hair and face are also really wet too i i make jokes about wwe hd being made for the Vince McMahon gaze, but like 
you know, it feels like less of a joke when you legitimately can see every sheen of sweaty, oily glaze on every single fucking wrestler. Yeah. So we even cut to a Renee Young interview with Batista. Renee wants his thoughts on facing Daniel Bryan tonight. And Batista's like, the yes movement is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Leaning in, uh, leaning in. Yeah, he's like, he thinks that the fans read too many comic books and watch too many movies, which is now, I, a very I, funny a... thing to say when you've got a Marvel movie releasing in a couple yeah. of months. Yes, who, Batista, who, who, who was just in Guardians of the Galaxy, is like, oh, you nerds, you yeah, fucking dweebs. They think that an average guy like Daniel can become a superhero. But guys like Daniel will never be guys like Batista. And you may not <laughs> like it, but that's a fact. I do appreciate that, that they do have Batista like actually leaning in at this point. He's healing. Like, he's healing on Daniel now. He's healing it up, and we all know what's going on. Um, we then, get an announcement that the ne- the following night on WWE main event live, which I guess was a show again in yeah, 2014. So, they brought right, back so, the main event show. WWE main event was a thing they started airing on, and I unbelievable when I say this. I on television in uh 2012, they hyped it up big style. The first episode of main event. The original ver- idea for main event was like a half hour show with one match that they spend the whole show hyping up to. The very first match on main of- on this new main event was world champion Sheamus versus WWE champion CM Punk. Um, and then it slowly devolved into just being the C show that they record before Raw. The AEW dark elevation of its day. Before Raw? Not SmackDown? No, fuck that, you know. Oh, yeah, I would love going to a four-hour Raw taping. Oh, actually, no, no, it is before SmackDown because they would okay, air it, they would air it li- they would tape that live, and then they would tape SmackDown on Tuesdays. So, okay. yes, it was before. But I was thinking of that because I was there, because I was there for the main event slash SmackDown, like the week after Seth Rollins betrayed the shield. Betrayed oh, the shield. Shit. That's awesome. But Again, no, wasn't fucking, cause wasn't it Saturday night's main event? Like back in ye olden days. That's very different. This is main event. This is just a C show. Okay, sure. But it feels like they're intentionally leaning back into that branding. Um, but they but you know the wwe network needs content every 24 they had they had a 24 7 feed going i don't know in in one of the in a something that's for real yes and something that is odd for a streaming service that isn't also a tv network um they had a 24 7 live stream going alongside their uh streaming serve like their you know vod content and by god do we need things to air so main event live every week nxt live every week damn that's actually kind of cool though Mm -hmm. nxt live actually sounds sick um but yeah so uh and, and what's the match that they're selling for tomorrow night's main event live rematch between the match you just saw tonight on raw i'm so excited yeah um we get a big old WWE network ad get check it out guys 9.99 a month 
with a six-month commitment. I completely fucking forgot about that. What? The, the OG fuck? network had mandatory six-month commitments. Are you shit? Oh my god, Vince, you absolute ass clown. I fucking forgot about that. I, I, you know, I was, you know, I was, I was not, I wasn't one of those, I'm not one of those people that like dips and dots out of streaming services. Like, I'm not, yeah. I'm just not one of those people that like gets a streaming service, watch everything I want on it, cancel it, and then four months later come back to it. But so it's never been a thing, for, it's never bothered so, me. So you had but, to commit 60 bucks going in. I, it's not that you had to drop sixty bucks going in; it's that you couldn't cancel for six months. Like you, it's nine 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 a month, but you couldn't cancel for six months. What um, the fuck, man? They were like, "You are not getting WrestleMania for nine ninety nine and dipping." That ain't oh happening. Oh my god! They did the fucking they did the Disney Plus with Hamilton shit. Oh no! Now WWE would eventually lean off of this, especially with I. I think this is the best time to to point this out. I looked this up. The WWE Network, and keep in mind, a million was touted as the break even point, and the ideal point was like. 2 million, right? <laughs> the initial signups 667,000. Uh, it took them almost it. a year to hit a million. Oh no. The oh. network truly a brilliant piece streaming service i think and technologically speaking and yeah uh, revolution yeah. within the wrestling business to basically tell pay-per-views to go fuck themselves yeah uh, it's dle's now baby and it was a financial failure yeah that WWE. is kind of unfortunate but also really fucking funny mm -hmm. but uh the, hey guys you get for the WWE network 999 the biggest event in entertainment in WrestleMania in all of entertainment. Yeah. I was like, "Fuck off, fuck, fuck out of here!" Oh my god! Look, but then, Vince, we get the, I know... but then we get the cool WrestleMania ad, and we get the cool, the good song. Like, go, let's celebrate! Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the ads were actually pretty sick. Um, so once we get past the ad break, we come back to fun. And then we cut the coming out to dead ass silence. Dude, I I will say like hanging out with Santino was probably fun and Probably not what the the worst choice um for yeah, her but, main oh roster, but God, like also cool. oh no the crowd doesn't there there are a few like I did notice a few like smarky people in the crowd like I can trust Chicago some of these people to have watched NXT yeah but so some of them were doing the Emma dance but it, it was not many no it wasn't. But this is a mixed tag match between Fandango and Summer Rae and Santino yeah. and Emma. And we honestly get a, a decently funny comedy bit to start this match where Santino and Emma are trying to, like, high-five each other to start. And the ref is like, oh, it's a legal tag. You got to get in and out. And they go back and forth on this several times. Emma deserves better, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. This that, 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 that... Not necessarily in the material, because that actually is funny, but man, she deserved a better reception than what she got. She was she was trying her best out here. Really um, also, they're 
pushing a romance angle. They are absolutely trying to push the idea that Santino and Emma are date are dating or want. To Why? Date. Because you know, in it's his WWE. Can a man and a woman truly be friend platonic friends? Can they coexist? But but the platonic hetero- can they coexist yeah. platonically? Platonic. Has yeah. <laughs> has there ever? been somebody in wrestling been a man and a woman in wrestling in wwe i'm not gonna say in all of wrestling in wwe that they didn't at least try to imply they were gonna they kind of wanted to bone i don't think so no i think it's been every i cannot think of a single example of a purely platonic friendship the closest is the judgment day because she because Rhea's only dating Dom, but that's still one of the members of the team. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and and yeah, like that I was gonna say, like, I guess it's not like canon that they're a couple necessarily, but it's, everybody's it's, leading it's it. extremely close to canon. Everybody, it is, including it's, it's, including Rhea and Dom are leaning into the fact that Rhea is is Dominic's kinky mommy. Like, it is very impressive their ability to sell themselves as a couple despite zero romantic physical interactions. All we need are the shirts, Austin. As soon as they rolled out the I'm your mommy shirts, that it was it was over. It was also fucking- in an extremely funny quinky dick. Actually, uh, Rhea Rhea Ripley IRL is dating Buddy Matthews. Yes, I actually uh, did know that. And Buddy Matthews had a kayfabe relationship with Dom's sister Aaliyah. What the fuck? When they were back in WWE in the Thunderdome era, when Buddy was a cult follower of Seth Rollins, <laughs> uh, My he started. He tried to like ro- they did like a Romeo and Juliet romance with him and Aaliyah. And now Rhea, his IRL girlfriend, is kayfabe dating the brother of his kayfabe girlfriend. Oh my god, that's so weird. I I did real. I don't think Fandango is implied to be in a relationship with uh with his dance partner. Actually, um, I, think- I mean, I mean, JBL keeps insisting on Mrs. Fandango as a f- way to describe to turn to. Refer to Summer Ray, but commentary pushes back on that. The other guys in commentary push back on that, don't they? I don't. I don't pay enough attention. Okay. That might be the closest we get. This yeah. might be it. I think they might be platonic dance part partners. Actually, they're just they're just ballroom competitors that found their way into into pro wrestling. Whoops. Um, mm. uh, it's a pretty boilerplate match. Um. I made I made note of the we want Ziggler chance. What a world we live in. (laughs) That happens. I still can't believe that in the year of our Lord 2014, Dolph Ziggler is actually like mega over. But Emma goes and hits all of her big moves. She hits like she hits the tarantula submission where she like grabs. Like it's hard to explain this, but basically, Summer Rae is trapped in the ropes, and Emma is over the ropes. Like grasping her from all angles. Oh my god! I I actually was really impressed with Emma technically here. Like, yeah, she didn't get much to do, but it's clear she had aptitude. She did the stompy stomp thing into like straight up splashing Summer Rae in the corner. 
just cannonballing her. Yeah. And of course, Santino and Fandango are just fucking around. Santino gets gets out the Cobra with no pomp or circumstance. Yeah, Fandango tries to run in to interfere, and Santino gets the Cobra and pushes him it, off. Yeah, we just kind of like cut away, and all of a sudden, Santino's got the Cobra on his hand. He's like Benny Hill chasing Fandango. Yeah, and then this. Emma hits the Emma lock, her submission maneuver, uh, for the win. Woohoo! And Santino Woo-hoo. tries to lift Emma in celebration, and almost dumps her on her fucking so, hand. Yeah, he doesn't know how to do fucking swing dance flies. Ouch! Um, but, but but it's okay it because Santino like, does like the trumpet, each, the marching trumpet thing he does, and he shows Emma how to do it. Dude, uh, it was at that point that I really see how they fucked up Emma because they did that extra spot, and the crowd died any they, like they, they come to life a little bit for the end of the match and then they just they just fucking died when that happened I they like, oh, they tried okay. too hard to make emma a female santino and not really lean into her own character yeah which like pairing her with santino's again i i, I think it it works all right actually and like you mm-hmm. know it, it looks like they're having fun together but that was also not the the way to go yeah <laughs> ultimately uh, Christian and Shame. I wrote Christian Shamus are beefing on SmackDown, riveting. I didn't realize yet that that was to come back later. Um, yeah, they just kind of they just kind of like did a SmackDown recap. Woohoo, woohoo! And then we get another WWE Network ad. This yeah. time it is Stephanie McMahon talking yeah. about the importance of memories and how she remembers that WrestleMania one at eight years old where her bestest buddy, Andre, the giant beat big John stud. I will say, I will say they include a really cute picture. Of oh yeah. They do of a little Stephanie bit of little, of little Andre. kid Stephanie with honor. That was actually really cute. And she's like, and I can share, and now I can share that memory with my daughters. And I was like, Oh, Aww. that's actually kind of that was that was really nice. That actually was uh, nice. Um, but and she's like, she's like, I can go back and and re- relive my memories of of my dad in his early days, um, as just a mere announcer before he became the evil chairman Vince. McMahon. I did love that. I, I made a note that Stephanie acknowledging that Vince is evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but see, it, it annoyed me that she had the audacity to imply that Vince has not always been evil chairman, Mister McMahon. But hey. you know, we'll take you know take what I can get. I so suppose. I'm 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 guessing she's not going to show her daughters that time that she had to fight her own father on pay per view. Just I'm gonna guess she's not gonna. I'm show gonna that guess part. there's a lot of things she's not gonna be showing her daughter on the network. Well, it's fine. It's fine. All the episodes where she gets called a whore don't get and aren't on the network yet because they hey, only got the first ten episodes, the first of 10 episodes of Raw. I don't think we even have her being like drugged and and. No, like, that was an episode of Raw where he's that got married. That's one of the ten. That is, was that one of the ten? No, because I guess the first ten episodes in 1993. So okay, she got married. She got married in 99. Okay, so, so yeah, so 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 that that she wasn't in danger of needing to show her kids that one yet either. You know, uh, we're we're doing all right, all things considered. Yeah, uh, but not for long. Uh, next, speaking of not doing all right, next match: Christian versus Sheamus. To which okay. I wrote, Raw got got three goddamn hours, so I guess we have time for SmackDown feuds. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about like it's brand split 2.0. Well, I guess the brands ain't all that split still. It's still brand. Uh, it's still brand split 1.5, where Raw has exclusives and smackdown has is on all shows <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much 
Um, someone in the crowd has a put some pants on sign, which I think is directed <laughs> at Sheamus. That was they at least showed it when Sheamus was celebrating here, and that yeah. was funny. Uh, I did appreciate that. Um, uh, as the match is starting, I wrote, finally, Jerry said something really fucking stupid because he goes, don't Italians just love a good fight? Well, I missed that. Oh, no. no. As they're fighting on the outside, he tries to like talk about Irish loving fighting and he accidentally says Italians. Oh, he's still thinking of Santino. Oh, no. He even says that. Jerry uh, Waller says all you whiteies look the same to me. And then they start talking about like fucking WWE airing at some pub in Dublin cheering for Sheamus and they're just making hearty hard jokes because because Michael Cole's like, I don't know, the bar might be closing at this point in time, time zones and all that. And then JBL's like, ha, you ever met the Irish? There's no such thing as closing time. JBL uh, and JBL then proceeds to fret over the fact that he might get canceled by Irish Twitter for saying that. He which does. Is- he is like Twitter's gonna love that one. He's, <laughs> um, uh, fucking early in the match, we get a spot because you know Christian is the ultimate bastard, as as you are want to do. Um, we get a spot of him like slapping Sheamus, and Sheamus gets like this big wide eyed grin on his face, and commentary is like oh Seamus enjoyed that that's his chance to uh that's his chance to really get going against christian uh Seamus likes getting slapped this is canon now no take backsies yes, um, yeah um also uh, i did find it funny that someone on commentary said that christian recognizes he may not have much time left in his career smash cut to nine years later um still very yeah, i much think he's career. fine and uh and, and and hey austin hey austin guess who's back back again CM Punk, Chance again, fucking, fucking, once again, we're back. Well, the crowd, got, again, the crowd did definitely get bored because oh, I heard a very bored. faint, this is awful chance. I, uh, yeah, this is awful chance, Punk chance, and just general boos were echoing for a lot of this fucking, and, and amidst all of it, the, the subtitles very generously dubbed it all crowd chatter yeah <laughs> i did not put I any mean, specificity to that i took notes on this match and i feel like that's too dignified i honestly almost i like half in half in protest refused to really acknowledge with this smackdown match in the middle of my raw i it was unfortunate too because like they're both quite talented and i both like them and they were clearly in theory putting on an okay match but i just didn't care i don't care because i have not seen any of their beef i don't yeah. fucking care the raw audience dipshits um i will say on the subject of the cm punk chains again i i have to give a shout out to the dude who i as far as i can tell was in a punk sh- in like the front row who's in like a punk shirt and a clown wig and makeup uh, for knowing exactly what show he was walking into. My man, I guarantee you, did all the memes that night about being Boo Boo the Fool or whatever. Um, WWE was like, we got to get this guy on camera. Absolutely. Well, he, because he was on the, he was on the opposite of the hard cam side, but you could see, ah. you could see him a few times. Um, fucking, um, I will, at least the crowd seems kind of happy that Seamus ends up winning. Yeah. And uh, I will say, cool finish here because like Christian, has Sheamus on the apron and, and Sheamus does a bro kick from the apron mm-hmm. and then he pins him off that. That was kind of neat. 
Um, we cut then to an interview with the winner. Wait, I, 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 before we get into that, I have to say um, a couple things. One, someone holds up a sign that says Miz was 4-0 at WrestleMania, WrestleMania. Uh, in 2014. I guess Miz was 4-0. You're when will fucking right here. When uh, will the streak be broken? That's a good question. Hold on. When was the Miz's WrestleMania streak broken? The legendary. You know, there was this other guy, you know, the, the Schmunderschmaker or something. He, Fuck he that had, guy. He little, yeah, yeah. The Miz is the real streak holder. 4-0, and oh, baby. Yeah, so uh, let's not, we're not going to count Battle Royals because that's for chumps. Hey. Uh, so Miz's first wrestlemania lot true wrestlemania loss uh came at let's see i'm at wrestlemania 32 now nope no loss yet this if, was it if not miz until is this year was if miz was legitimately unbeaten this long holy fucking shit um Snoop Dogg broke the streak oh no no i know what it is because in wrestlemania 33 he loses a tag match against uh, cena and nikki bella ah uh, <laughs> damn i would have damn. fucking died if the if mrs wrestlemania streak was broken by snoop dog <laughs> on an audible nonetheless if only um yeah okay. uh, also also we get like a rundown of what's still to come on raw tonight and how like john cena is going to cut a promo in response to the wyatt's win and like wait I realized all of tonight's Raw has, to most extent, been pre-planned. Like, the Cena promo, I know, it was in response to the Wyatts beating the Shield, I guess. But, like, there wasn't some dumb fuck comedy skit to set it up. All of this, like, seems actually competently pre-booked. What show am I watching, Austin? Yeah, what the fuck? And nothing is, like, what made the, the night of the show. This is wrong. This is sacrilege. The the the, the sacred texts have been defiled. I I won't stand for this. Um, yeah. But so yeah, Renee is Renee is like, interviewing with Sheamus, and he's like, "It's been a hard road to recovery, but I'm getting back in my group." And Kristen jumps him and beats his ass. Yeah. To Sheamus is like, "Oh yeah, no, my recovery is going well." Uh, and uh, Christian's Christian, of course, then says, "Recoverant." Um, Christian says, "You sure about that?" Yeah, Christian says no, uh, and and beats the fuck up on Seamus. Grabs like a grabs like a light, a little floor light in the room, and like rams it into his stomach. And so Seamus just doubled over in absolute agony. Oof, okay. ow, and also owie. All right, next match: the Bella Twins versus Alicia Fox and Oksana. No Oksana. entrances, yes. always a good sign. Yeah, I will say. Once a, once they mentioned, like, that this was a Divas match, I once again had to take stock of how wild it is to know that, like, right here we're in the death knells of the Diva era. Um, and you can kind of tell that because as much as this is very much a Divas match, they actually, like, do get to have a match. They're actually being allowed to have a match here. It's not the greatest match in the world, but, like, Bellas are putting in the work. Alicia Fox is putting in the work. Oxa they're working off each other, and it's pretty all right, actually. Yeah. Um, the crowd doesn't uh, care. This, this, they're they're this chanting like motherfuckers for CM Punk, but you know. They don't care. Uh, they, I, this is where I noted to, for the first time in like a decade. They're huh. like, I have always talked about how like 
honestly, Nikki Bella getting a boob job was the best thing ever because now I could remember which <laughs> Bella is. <hitting. laughs> yes. However, I didn't consider that there is in fact one other way that you can tell the Bellas apart is that yeah. Brie always wears a headband. <laughs> oh, does does she? Yeah, Brie headband is is the headband Bella. I will notice they were. I I, I will say I, I noticed that they were wearing like notably fraternal uh um getups tonight. They weren't I exactly identical. Like they were both in the same color, but they were actually wearing like somewhat notably different. Yeah, I think there was like gear. a different. There was like a different like trim texture and trim yeah. like and you could, design. You, know, you could like you could if you knew who was who, you could tell like they're wearing who's wearing yeah here. that was so that was kind of wild um of course since the div- i the this divas match of course only exists to push the newest season of total divas um, Duh. oh but jerry uh, jerry lawler with his shittiest joke of the night uh and i don't say that lightly ever uh, but I'm here he goes one. is so they're talking about the new season and a big drama on that show is, of course, John Cena and Nikki Bella because Nikki Bella wants to get married, and John Cena's like, "Now hold on, now hold on, hold hold your horses a second. That would that relationship would, of course, dissolve because eventually because John Cena did not want to get married. Um, That's so wild, unfortunate. But okay, so they're talking about John and Nikki as they're dating, dating, and uh, Jerry Lawler uh, uh, pipes up with, "Well, I mean, I, I heard they were dating, but you know." I know Nikki. She she called. She called me and said to come over. Nobody's home. And then so Michael Cole goes, "Well, what did you do?" And Jerry goes, "Well, I went over, and there was nobody home." Yeah, uh, Lawler, of course, not uh, not accounting for the fact that Cena was using his powers of invisibility to lay. Also, yeah, also the, the joke is that Nikki was also not at home. The, oh, like the joke. Oh, the joke is oh, that I didn't even the get joke that. is yeah no the joke the joke is that he Jerry thinks that Nikki Bell is coming on to him because nobody's home nobody's, nobody's gonna catch home. us fucking and then yeah. he goes to her house and literally nobody is there not even Nick. God damn it, Lawler! Stop making it sound like your jokes are too cerebral for me. They're just too stupid. No, they are. I was like uh, I was like shut the fuck up, shut Jerry. Up. Uh, in a JBL having a rare dub here where he also points out that Lawler is HR's nightmare on Total Divas, and that's why he's never on the show. <laughs> oh yeah, they do. They do rant about. They do have a conversation about like they should make. They should be on. They should appear on Total Divas. Yeah, and Cole JBL, JBL and Lawler. JBL shuts down Cole joining on Total Divas because he has he has quote been married eighty eight years, For like eighty eight years. Which what the fuck. I guess that's true. He's a happily married man. That's too drama free. I don't think you have to like, I don't think it's in your contract that you have to flirt with the divas. If you go on there, you can just, you know, be on the show. I think it's, I think it's more that like Cole is too drama free to like be on the show. Oh, I see. Because you know, Natalia and freaking crazy cat lady. She is, she's, she's there with her husband, but you know, she's insane, but she's the, she's all full on cat lady. And then no. I don't think anyone else is in a relationship. Well, not, no, the Bellas. Niece. <laughs> of course, the Bellas are dating uh, John and Daniel Bryan. At this I point. still can't believe that there could have been a world where John Cena and Daniel Bryan were brother and were brothers-in-law. I I can't believe that was a world we, we, we almost got. We almost had that. 
But we were John robbed Cena, of that reality. John Cena was too afraid of fucking commitment, John and it Cena didn't happen. Commitment issues, uh, I say, is he's now been like married twice. Uh, yeah, so and then he, later, and then later seasons, Renee becomes a cast member, so we get plenty of Dean Ambrose. Hey, uh, not wanting anything to do with this, but doing it anyway. <laughs> It's like fucking slinking down in his chair with his phone in his hand, emailing emailing Renee, asking if she wants you to up? fuck after this taping. <laughs> that was phenomenal. Um, and, and then, of course, Lana becomes the cast member, so Rusev becomes a regular Rusev guest star. Day. Absolutely. Ah, uh, yes. Nothing I love more on my reality TV than goofy Soviet Russia bullshit. I don't think they played up the character at that point. Oh, really? Wait, were yeah. they, like, actually a couple? Yes, they are actually oh! married. I just thought she was his valet. Lana, no, Lana is the du- the flexible, double-jointed wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking Miro. Miro's like, nobody's allowed to touch me but my extremely hot and sexually acrobatic wife. Yeah, that is Lana. Nobody else can touch the Redeemer. Yes, that is Lana. <laughs> He is the wife. Yes. Oh, I'm very happy. Is she actually? She's not actually Russian, is she? Of course not. Of she's, course fuck, not. she's fucking American. That was she the puts most on an accent. fucking Zoya the Destroyer ass. We'll get there. Um, we'll get there. But yes, no, no, she is not legitimately Russian. Uh, yeah, no. So the match, it's it's decent. It's missing a certain like je ne sais quoi. Probably because it mostly existed to to uh, promote Total Divas. And the but crowd it was, doesn't care. And the crowd doesn't care. But it was a match. And I have to commend all four ladies participating for actually, like, putting in some decent mm-hmm. work on this Nick, one. Nikki um, wins with, they don't name it this yet, the Rack Attack. Uh, which is oh, a double no. entendre, of course. Because she gets, it's, it's basically like, gets up in the rack position. You know, like the torture rack. The Lex torture Luger. rack. Yeah. And then, like, dropping them, like, onto your shoulder. I'm not totally sure how this pain works pain-wise, but it's a visually interesting move. But, of course, it's a double entendre because of Nikki's boots. Uh-huh. Uh, rack attack. The and rack then, attack. At uh, this point, we I noticed a quick cut to a sign that says, Hogan fears Rogaine. <laughs> Amazing. You know, shout out to the Smarks who actually had the balls, the balls to to say no. I don't got no, I don't got no problem. With, I don't got, I don't have no problem with Rogaine, dude. I think Joe Rogaine makes a lot of good points on his podcast, <laughs> brother. I love them. I love. Them. I I, I want to go on the Joe Rogaine experience, dude. Oh I yeah, wanna, brother. I want I want all my little Hulkamaniacs to listen to Joe Rogaine. <laughs> outstanding um then we get i can't even believe this happened uh we get an hmm? the shirt point to the shirt boy not yet not yet yet. first we get an ad for usa's the new hit show sirens no no i swear no we we cut to we cut to db like backstage gearing Uh, up for yeah okay yeah yeah. so and that's where i saw the shirt point to the shirt boy he's wearing the shirt now he's wearing the shirt and it's sick yes we get it and and a full ass clip a clip from sirens where 
it is a show about you know guy work emt workers uh and they are talking about like this woman who has fallen dead in her kitchen while baking cookies and they decide to eat the cookies oh no but they don't share with their superior i'm sure this show had longevity it lasted for two seasons oh you looked that up did you uh, yeah, I I had to. I had to know. I was like, I was like, this show didn't make it very long. That's did fair it? because I looked up the Need for Speed movie is press. Ah, so you know, I also looked here, up and saw that twenty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, oh no, no. All right, uh, Daniel uh, Bryan is coming out here right now in the middle of the, the show. Crowd goes fucking ape shit. The the one time the crowd can really be half asked to not do CM Punk chance. How mostly the <laughs> mostly they, they still leak in a couple times during even the fucking oh my god yeah so d- fucking Daniel Bryan is out here and he's working the crowd and he's Daniel like Daniel Bryan is out here finally having a goddamn story. I know to do with the authority. He he really did immediately take over CM Punk's entire shtick after Punk when left because he's immediately you, doing like voice of the voiceless yeah. shit. And um, when I tell you that we have missed nothing relate key to Daniel Bryan's arc with the authority on this podcast, as we have jumped I, months at a time. I believe you. No, I fully believe you. Yeah, no, but he's doing, he's he's clearly fully taken over everything that was planned for CM Punk. And you know what? To amazing effect, this is the I do the same thing he does, but better meme from fucking Suicide Squad, all right? Yeah, uh, so Brian, yeah, Brian, he's the, he lo- he's the, the cheers are what he likes to hear because the people in Chicago understand that they have a voice, that we have a voice. And, and then, Brian, and then Chicago, and then the Chicagoans are all like, "Oh yeah, we have voices. You know what we should do? Use them to chant for CM Punk for CM Punk, CM well, Punk." Brian, <laughs> Brian says that tonight we are going to hijack Raw. The crowd is like, and "They're like hijacking. Yeah. We love hijacking things. CM Punk, CM Punk, Hi- hijack, CM Punk. hijack Raw. We've already been doing that." <laughs> Yeah, he tries to go on, and the crowd. Yeah, just, he's like, "I, I will not leave this ring until one of two things happens." And then CM, CM Punk, CM Punk, and he admittedly does a smirk laugh at that. He's yeah, like, to his credit. <laughs> yeah, he looks real pleased with that. Uh, no, but to his credit, he actually does. He actually does take the power back. He, he with this promo, he effectively goes, "Who the fuck is CM Punk? My name is Daniel Bryan, and I'm here to kick all of the ass." And the crowd's like, "Oh wait, yeah, that's actually kind of cool too." Yep, is Bryan will not leave until Batista comes down to fight, or Triple H comes out to accept the oh, challenge. Why, okay, why are you trying to move your main event? First of all, um. But yeah, so of course Triple H pops out with his emotional support, Stephanie, and, and they. Make I made their way note that they came out to King of Kings, uh, his theme song when he's being a big meanie heel. That's the oh, one. He's like, bow down to the, bow down to the king. 
when he's more of a baby face, he'll come out the time to play the game. Time to play the game. Yes, and everyone's and everyone's like, ah, game. We know that's the that's the name. Okay. I wrote Triple H has this smug smirk going on. That's never good. Um but then at this point I notice sign in the front row that says no punk, no peace. No punk, (laughs) no peace. And it's N O and then K K N O W. Oh no! No punk, no peace. Oh, that's great. Oh no! You know what? I fucking wish. I fucking wish this this at that they had taken this riot real serious. All right. I, I, I wish a motherfucker would riot in Chicago over the absence of punk. Okay. Would have been fucking entertaining. Like it's funny enough hijacking raw, but nah, start lighting your goddamn seat cushions on fire. Motherfuckers do Damn stop right. being cowards. Do How it. How about you not be cowards? Why don't you be more like the ECW Philadelphia crowd and actually fucking yeah. do it. Yeah, get yourself get 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 the Fed banned from the United Center or whatever the fuck. All right, like yeah, goddamn. Um, yeah, I I will say uh, really smart move here. Stephanie hops on Mike first, and as she's talking, they clearly are amplifying the booing from the crowd. Uh, mm-hmm. this 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 promo for as much as it is a much as it is a goddamn Triple H promo. Um. They're 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 really working with like those little touches. That was really great. So Stephanie comes on. She's like, "Hey, hey, Brian, what the fuck?" Hey, she's like, hey, "She's like, I mean, I appreciate you, Daniel, but like with all these losses you've been raking up recently, uh, you know, maybe you should be embarrassed." Uh-huh. And Daniel doesn't even acknowledge that. He just straight back to Triple H, and he's like, he doesn't even he doesn't even dare. He doesn't even he doesn't even dignify that with a response. He is just like Triple H, and he points out how the authority keep conspiring to keep him from the title, and he goes, "But here I stand, unbroken, with these people behind me." Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. <laughs> and Triple H and and Daniel runs like, "And I am stronger than ever." So what do you say, Triple H? You and me at WrestleMania thirty. And Triple H goes, that's not going to happen. Yeah, what? Triple H, tri- <laughs> and then Triple Paul H boomer posts. Paul, yeah, Paul bootstraps Levesque over here. Because he, uh, he's like, he's what is it with your generation, Daniel? Millennials ruin everything. Why can't you just accept your failure? Why can't you just accept your inadequacies? And Triple H is like, and aside with seven, he's like, I think I'm going to call this the excuses era or the blame oh era because nobody in this generation accepts they just aren't good enough. They blame everybody else. You were screwed me. You burying me. And then Triple H shouting over increasingly loud CM Punk chants. When the reality is anybody that has ever failed here, it is because they were not good enough. Dude, I have to say, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but at least it felt to me as though Triple H during this speech actually did kind of feel like he was off kilter a little bit. Like, a little, he did a little bit. feel a little I, shaky and unsure on Mike. Like, especially also later, I think, you see him, he's he's losing his cool with this bullshit. Yeah, 
Yeah, and like he he almost seems like unconfident. A we little. are going. Um, he is becoming mask off. Is you is you kind of like if you want to look at look back like that first promo where he's playing it off. It's like I'm doing it for the betterment of you, the fans. Mm-hmm. And now out here, he's like, you know what? Your generation are a bunch of losers who can't accept that you're losers. Pretty like, much, he yeah. Stop pretending. He's stopping. He's no longer really pretending that he's doing anything. For the betterment of us all yeah uh, but, but also more than that like mm-hmm. it seems like th- th- there there seems to be an uncomfortableness emanating from him as well like he's not fully comfortable delivering this speech in this hostile of environment he knows that the tides kind of turn against him so like mm-hmm. all that stuff is really cool and then of course he gives once again the whole b plus yeah. player today. your your reality your reality is that you're a b plus player and and the crowd is like, what the fuck about this again? I don't know why that angers people. B plus player is pretty damn good. That's, yeah, Triple H is out here saying C's get degrees. It's a good little spot for C's you, Daniel. It is, but it's going to take a hell of a lot more than a B plus player to get me to lace up my boots at WrestleMania. And then the crowd starts chanting, asshole, asshole asshole and triple h because like hey they're saying it's your turn daniel (laughs) and triple and daniel's like you can deny it all you want these people see through your lies that's why they chant uh because you come out here and say you do what's best for business that you're doing it for the wwe universe but you don't listen to these people you don't listen to their obvious desire see somebody like me all sees all the people in the back like me see people like me succeed and the only way we will ever get you to see that is if i beat the crap out of you and if i do it at wrestlemania and and despite the every once in a while the cm punk chance piping back up daniel bryan does have this crowd eating completely out of the palm of his hand and it is really cool and really gratifying to see like this man is at the top of his goddamn game absolutely and stephanie she's got her own mask off moment here yeah where she's like very compelling daniel but do we listen to these people why would we why would we listen to this sea of inadequacy (laughs) and she's like they will turn on you in a dime faster than a dime daniel and the only people that won't are Triple H and I. This is a gaslight girl boss moment right here. True. As she's she just like... She, epic, she's, we made you villain speech. Yeah, she's like, she gets it. I mean, it's intoxicating. All these people chanting for you, tweeting about you, supporting you. It gives me your head. Remember to, follow, remember to follow Twitter, guys. Use the hashtags, please. But think about it, Daniel. Without my family, you would have nothing. And she's like, this ring was set up for you by my family. All of it is for you, provided by us. I mean, think about it. Without us, you wouldn't have your underdog persona. You wouldn't have your Yes Movement t-shirts. You wouldn't have people chanting for you. Let's face it, Daniel, we made you. You know, Stephanie, I don't think the whole, like, we my my entire corporate structure has kept you down and made you a like hero of the people i don't think that's the dub for you guys that you think it is mm-hmm. of being like actually you're not you're an underdog because we fuck with you i think you're saying the quiet part out loud there 
buddy. Yeah. Um, and, and DB, of course, comes he basically comes back with, uh, hey, Stephanie, cool story. Since your husband's too much of a bitch to fight me, how about you do? And Triple yep. H is like, that's bait. He's like, yeah, that's bait. That's bait. Um, he's, he's just, let me put it to you. He's like, it's not my first rodeo, Daniel. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to fall for it. Uh, WrestleMania is the showcase of the, more, of the immortals. And Daniel, as hard as it is for, for this for you to swallow this, you just don't measure up. Short. Triple H calls him short. Yeah, he I mean, just says you're short. And then Triple H is like, get out of my ring. And Daniel, and Daniel like, Bryan says, this is our ring, comrade. Comrade, this is our ring. <laughs> and Triple H is like, no, no. Everything in this arena belongs to us. No, no. Get out of the ring. And, yeah, yeah, he, including the fans, mind you. All your fan are belong to us, says Triple mm-hmm. H. Uh, Daniel Bryan's like, why don't you make me get out? And Stephanie like a Karen just calls for security. Calls out her well she calls out her her you know her loyal guard cane first. And uh, then Daniel starts me. whooping his goddamn ass. While CM Punk chants are, are running again. Uh, delightful. Mm-hmm. Um but but they do as Daniel Bryan launches the so so Daniel Bryan attacks Kane and is just wailing on Kane. Kane's down covering himself refs come out and stephanie's like no not ref security so security finally i comes need out. competent people out here to break up yeah. this fight yeah and they so so they finally uh she's like you you fucking refs aren't good for anything um no uh so security finally comes out gets daniel off kane um and they back daniel back up the right and i will say in a moment of sheer fucking magic the c the cm punk chance fade out and are replaced with Daniel Bryan chants. Holy yep, he stand, shit! He stands on the he stands on the on the uh, on the stage and soaks in Daniel Bryan chants. Mm, God, awesome segment! Absolutely, fantastic God, work by everybody, episode, dude. When they when they're show. actually trying to tell this story, they tell a really goddamn good story. Seriously, yeah. The hmm. Sure is shocking that when you actually give the fans what they want, it makes for really compelling fucking TV most of the time. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah, but now we cut to a thing that no fan wants. Mm. The Raw pre-show panel. I'm glad we had time in the three-hour Raw to cut back to the fucking pre-show panel of Booker T, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and Uh, Alex Riley. Well, and technically Josh Matthews, too. Yeah, whatever. I don't care about him. <laughs> yeah, why the fuck are they here? Because WWE was trying to be like, we need network content. What if every week Raw had a half-hour pre-show that aired on the network? Oh, great. I'm sure that was a raging success. Especially it did not last, no. <laughs> are, you, are you telling me that the, the insights of Hacksaw Jim Duggan were not enough to sustain such... Uh, the the ratings people people didn't respect his hard hitting commentary. Do do you mean to tell me? Do you mean to tell me? Like when he goes ho and doesn't remark on anything that's happened on Raw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like hacksaws here, ho, and then he just shuts down for the rest of the fucking panel. 
Great. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Thank you, Hacksaw. Very cool. Thanks, um, oh, yeah. Aaron Paul was supposed to be here. Well, well, well. well Alberto yeah. Del Rio comes out for something, I guess. And then, like, a car horn goes off, and fucking Aaron Paul drives Dolph Ziggler to the ring. Yeah, stealing Del Rio's shtick for some reason. I guess Del Rio doesn't get a car anymore. Um, but Aaron Paul does. Yeah, and Zol- Dolph Ziggler is driven in on a fucking need for speed car with Aaron Paul. Um, and they make their way to the ring, whereupon I learned that uh, Aaron Paul is apparently one of only five actors in all of history to win multiple primetime Emmys, Emmys as of 2014. That's mm. wild. Yeah, so... They they notably only hype Aaron Paul as being in the Need for Speed movie. Uh, well, they talk a little bit about Breaking Bad too. They mentioned Breaking Bad, and he's like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." yeah. Okay, uh, I just well, I looked up the Wikipedia on this, and uh, what a fun! <laughs> <laughs> it's a video game movie, which means it sucked. Let's... That's terrible. The the uh, site never been broken, Austin. Never. No, it hasn't. I I remember thinking maybe the Assassin's Creed movie will do it, and I don't know <laughs> why I believe that. <laughs> yeah, that was a really silly one to, to think. That was a bland movie, and I was Man, so excited I, for that movie. I I I don't want to like fucking hop in on the discourse but even the goddamn i we should have known illumination couldn't have pulled it out for the new mario movie man unless unless you're like unless you're a little baby loser who like was just here to get fan service for mario you know then i guess you're happy with yourselves but you know my fucking nobody else enjoyed I, themselves. Sidebar: My brother, who doesn't always have as critical an eye as I do, called me to basically rant about how much he fucking hated the Mario movie. It's, everything I've seen about it says it's so boilerplate. He he's like he's like David. That was the stupidest shit ever. And I'm like, yeah, it probably was. It's Illumination. Why are we surprised? It, it's an Illumination movie about Mario. That in fact is it'd be more surprising if it wasn't. But the Need for Speed movie, here's how Wikipedia describes it. Uh, After its release, the film received generally negative reviews. (laughs) Criticized for its direction, nonsensical story, and acting of the supporting cast, though some praise for Paul's acting. Despite Mm, this, the movie grossed $203 million worldwide. It (laughs) made money oh god it was a profitable movie that's why we keep getting this shit because you people keep paying for it fuck i Um, i can't believe they got michael keaton for this movie they got hoops for this michael keaton signs up for some weird projects man hey Uh, man he's really wanted to play batman in a flash movie absolutely you and know, he, batman in a fucking batgirl movie that and also and also again and also not batman in a not batman movie and also yeah, anti-batman right. in a spider-man movie yeah he he's I got a type yeah fuck this fuck this dude fucking showed up to be vulture and fucking morbius I know! I'm still not over that! Why did they do... Okay. It's Morbin time. As it's Morbin time. We gotta connect it to I the rest will... of the MCU somehow. Fuck please it. Please don't. Please don't. In fact, I need this as far away from the MCU as you can put Austin, 
Austin, embrace it. This is no. your this is your franchise, Austin. You no, must I, take it I, all. I, I deny it. I take deny your this. medicine, boy. I, I didn't sign up for Sony made Morbius and Carnage movies. I didn't it's sign up for that. time. I didn't Austin. sign up for that. <laughs> I I am here. I signed up for Daddy Feige and the Disney machine <laughs> making Marvel movies. I did not sign up for fucking Sony. Get the hell out. <laughs> What the hell are we talking about? Aaron uh, Paul um, did a yeah, bad Todd, movie. Yeah, Todd Chavez on the mic over here. With, seriously, with his disembodied voice, I just hear Todd from, from Bojack. That's yeah, all I so, fucking hear. And Todd Chavez is out here saying that JBL has shit stats in 2K. I did. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, JBL, JBL what the fuck, man? Like, hey, I, I was hyping you up earlier. Because JBL yeah. was out here being like, need for speed. It had no CGI, practical effects only. X, wanky, X, wanky, X. Wank. Oh yeah, I also like. I don't fucking buy that. I don't buy that for a second. I don't Even buy. You know, I don't buy for a second that in a post Fast and Furious world that that we made a car movie where there was no CGI on the. Car I don't sets. buy for a second that in a movie that was made after the year 2010 there wasn't at least some cgi in there there is cgi in all movies even if it's not major there is cgi in all movies. stop stop lying to me also they are so they are uh commentary is so dedicated to the hawking the twitter game that they start hawking aaron paul's yes i did take note of that already had two million followers like hey go follow aaron so if you're watching this you probably already are following aaron paul why he doesn't need the i think my note here kind of adequately explains this my thoughts on this match why would i watch this match when i could be following aaron paul on twitter absolutely that's all that's all i need because fucking and Aaron Paul does not know how to do commentary on a on a wrestling no, match. I don't, He's getting I don't, handheld throughout the entire series. He absolutely reads like a guy who like thinks wrestling is neat here. Yeah. He had a neat experience at Raw, but also does not watch and knows nothing at all about it. No, so they're like, hey, but he doesn't need to be uh he doesn't need to be really on commentary for too long. What he's here to do is to fucking stand on the announce table and the F's like, hey, hey, get get down from there. And then just uh, Del Rio's like, hey, what he's are like, you he's doing? like Del Rio, you ain't shit, which you know, based. Correct. And then Z- Dolph Ziggler hits the zigzag for the dub. Whatever. Love to see it. The and said, for certain Aaron Paul was taking wrestling training on the side. He was about to get in the fucking ring without real. I was ready. Well, he's he's no Hugh Jackman, but you know. He's no Aaron he's Paul. no Stephen Amell is the real is the real one there. True. So we uh, then get to continue the Hall of Fame ceremony up to this point. The announced class so far, the ultimate warrior, Jake the Snake Roberts. And Lita, absolutely yeah. stacked class in 2014. I, was, I thought the same. I was like, "Holy shit!" And That's the fourth, a and the fourth inductee. <gasps> oh yes! yeah! So they 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 cut to a promo for it, like a video package for it, and the Undertaker theme hits, and I was like, "That's not." Right, and then it starts showing images of Paul Bear, and it's oh, okay, yeah. And I, I, I was temporarily confused because I forgot he wasn't already in the Hall of Fame because yeah. I mixed up 2013 is when he died, 
Yes. Because that's when CM Punk made his entire feud with The Undertaker, disrespecting the dead. Um, Ouch. Like, they, they literally ran the angle of CM Punk took what was allegedly the ashes of Paul Bearer and dumped them on himself on Raw. Jesus Christ. That's unfortunate. Yeah, the rest the road to WrestleMania was kind of fucked by the death of Paul Bearer because now oh. this became all CM Punk ever talked about. Um, That's not great. Um, and, but and yeah, this. Punk, but Paul great. Bearer getting inducted post hot post hot post posthumously posthumously posthumously. That yes, I got you. Um, I I will say it was actually a really sick video packet for it. It was really mm. sweet. It had like some great clips and a lot of a lot of you know the company people talking about how great Paul was and what a what a unique guy he was. What a unique persona. Uh, what really cracked me up was they had fucking Mean Gene in there try who tried to do an impression of Paul Bearer's voice and he's like you know you. Uh, you know, you got him doing the spooky. Oh yeah, he he do, he does not at all do a good impression. It was magical to see him try, though. Um, yeah, yeah, no, cute, great, great fucking video package. Uh, and Godspeed, absolutely stacked induction class into. I mean, I guess the point of the Hall of Fame is that the class is always stacked, but like, but this sometimes is- it's a lot worse than others. Some years yeah. it's better than others. Twenty fourteen, it was like. The it was like first year on the network. We got Warrior back. Jake hit is in good hit enough hit health. Hit after hit, after hit, yeah, yeah. It, it was there's there's there were honestly it was a lot of like serendipity of the like Warrior. They got Triple H worked his magic to get Warrior to come back. Um, yeah, tr- Jake Roberts was healthy enough now that he could be in the hall. You know, Paul Bearer, you know, is on the mind after passing away the year before. Mm-hmm. Like a lot, there was just a lot of really well-timed um, mm-hmm. group to do this. Lita was just class. here. Lita was just here. Lita deserves it, though, of course. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Lita's Lita's mm-hmm. a, absolutely a legend in her own. But right. she she was she's always been available. She could have shown. We could have done this yeah. with her anytime. They could have done any year. But yeah, no, the great great adding her to that class it only stacked it further. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so we cut to the match, and I get a little bit of deja vu because Big E is back out here again in his gear i was like we got so much time Big E gets a second match or you'd think because immediately cesaro runs in and hits the neutralizer on biggie and is a deep yeah man they're speed running this fucking uh true americans breakup huh they are because they start arguing and shoving and then cesaro goes for the swing on swagger and zeb calder's like don't you do it cesaro yeah be a real american Zeb Coulter's like, wait, when I was preaching radical individualism of, uh, for libertarianism, this isn't what I meant. No, don't do it to your brother. Is yes. the way is he's like, and he's and Cesaro lets go, and he's like, help your brother up, and Jack, you take his hand, and yeah. then Zeb Coulter is like, hug it out, and Cesaro like, 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 no homo. We don't wanna. We don't wanna. No homo. They do like this, like very aggressive hug. And then they do the we the people thing, but Jack, Jack and Cesaro are staring each other down the whole time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure that I'm sure that I'm sure they're they're gonna be a completely functional team forever and ever, just like the Shield. Um, and, Out- and yet another push to the network. Jerry Lawler makes the comment that 
just so you know, the network is is the is the real shit. Uh, Jerry Lawler makes the comment that he likes the network more than he used to like puppies. Okay. I don't believe you, quite frankly. I don't believe you, first of all. Also, I love how he said he used to like puppies since we're in the PG era, so we can't fixate on women's tits anymore. You can't be like, puppies anymore! Yeah. Um, but the fact that he still fucking lampshades it. Shut the fuck up, Lawler. It's a matter of time before we see one of their network ad, ad pitches where they literally just explore the website on air. <laughs> the true the, the the ad for the boomers all right here's how you navigate there's a web- login in the network yeah. oh my that. god it's almost as good as them showing you how the fuck to download an, an app, app. <laughs> Fan- that was that was i'm still not over that the fact that they went through it twice one for the apple store and one for the google play store uh fucking amazing oh yeah baby yeah, uh, so John Cena is coming out and he is limping because he was attacked by the Wyatts last week. And Chicago um, was, you know, very happy to see so him. I forgot about the Cena Wyatt segment. Or at least I forgot to kind of talk about it from the last yeah. week. It was basically Wyatt was like, John, I was like, John, you are an illusion, a hero to all these people. It's an illusion. You're like the good guy, the hero is always going to win and save the day. But I, from the cold, harsh reality, John, and I am going to expose your illusion. Yeah. Uh, no shock that, that, uh, um, why it was given more sick fucking promos here. And he's I, like, oh. I, I wrote him verbatim tonight. Dude, so. dude, why it, why it's all like, you know, there are shades of gray. Uh, I am going to corrupt your soul, John. And John's like, okay. Uh, but yeah. yeah. We, so, we, do, we so, do so many impressions on this show. And I think Bray Wyatt's my favorite to just kind of quote verbatim. Oh, yeah. No. He he has such good lines. They make you feel really cool to say them. Some, mm-hmm. I feel like an absolute fucking weeb for going that hard on it. But like, no, fuck you. I can't help yeah. it. Um, fucking uh yeah so so chicago's booing the shit out of cena but he he does take it you know characteristically good humor um i did get a crack crack i did crack up at the fact that he goes so you know last week i was injured by the wyatt family and the crowd starts cheering yeah They're like, yeah fuck you john and then, he, uh, and, then, and then he's like and he's like you know i some of you may be disappointed to hear but i am not cleared to have a match tonight yeah yes 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 Yes, he shout he shouts out uh, that that Chicago has been a very important place in his career. He was like, "Hey, Money in the Bank 2011 was pretty cool, huh?" And the crowds all were going yeah. like, "Yeah, it was pretty fucking cool." I had a match with a certain somebody. CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. But now Cena's like, I we haven't. I always respect this city because I always hear you. I always know you're honest, and I always know that you're loud. And he's like, I've been listening to this hijack business, and he understands the WWE universe wants change. And he man, man, that. he's cutting—he's cutting a real pipe bomb here. Oh, uh, you're right, pipe bomb Cena. That's what we call him. <laughs> that's what the fucking true. I love calling him pipe bomb. But he's like, I respect that you want change, but you need to respect this. Success in this company is earned, and change will go through me 
if CM anyone, Punk. CM, CM Punk. Punk, CM Punk. And he's just like, <laughs> Wyatt, if you think you're in the driver's seat, you're wrong, buddy. I've given 12 years of this business and I am right where I started doing the same thing I've always done. Standing tall right here. Do it. All right, let's yeah. let's let's Please. let's uh let's uh let's look at you, John, standing out there all alone. You built this empire all around you. Can you feel their energy? Can you feel these people, John? You remind me of one of those champion thoroughbred horses, one who's been running a long time, and he wins, and the people cheer for him. CM Punk, CM Punk, CM. I have to say, this is where I actually did start to get really fucking annoyed with the incessancy of like, Punk. Hold like, hold up, let I'm him like, cook. Shut, yeah, shut the fuck up. This promo rules. Jesus Christ. But, but one day, he starts to slow down. And that's when reality sets in. And he finds himself not just looking for the next finish line, he finds himself in some barn somewhere laid out on a slab. And when your reality sets in, John, how long do you think you can fend us off? Mercy is calling you by name. I am the Reaper, and I am going to put you down. Bray Wyatt says, you're going to the glue factory, Bob John. I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> The now, kids are gonna be are gonna be squeezing you out in Elmer's bottles in two weeks' time, John. <laughs> now let me let me let you in on a little secret, John. I know what you're really afraid of. For the loneliest man on earth is the man who sits alone atop his empty castle. Who will be left for you, John, when I take it all away? Follow the buzzards. Uh, and John's like, okay. Yeah, all right, I hear you. Yeah, yeah I guess. Uh, he's like, ah, oh, fine. Um, yeah, so uh, we get a l slight little backstage clip of Batista gearing up for this main event. He runs into Orton backstage, and Orton's like, they have a little awko, you know, awkward confrontation. And Orton's mm -hmm. kind of like, uh, you know, Batista... Good luck out there. Looks like he's in physical pain saying that. But to me, him telling Batista good luck is is that to me that translated as please God, don't sick that rabid goat on me one more time. Please. Please, God. And then Lana comes out to say Russian Day. Yeah, they put up a little podium. Little, 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 okay. cute, little cute little podium. Yeah, they put up a little podium. She 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 opens speaking in speaking in Russian, and I I had to I had to have a laugh at the subtitles because the way they shook out as she was finishing her spiel, the subtitles cut so that all it said was just language and a closed bracket <laughs> as she's speaking Russian. She's swearing out the audience. She's swearing. She's swearing out the cussing out the audience right now. Obviously, um, JBL claims that he speaks Bulgarian, and everyone pressed X to doubt on that. I don't one. believe you on that one. But Rusev, Rusev uh, comes out to stand on the podium, and then he does a promo in Bulgarian, which I was like, "Give me damn subtitles!" I have to say, I have to say, maybe this is awful. Maybe I'm going to hell for this, but 
he 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 inters he has pauses in between his sentences. So of course the audience does the fucking what chant. And I have to say, it's actually kind of funny interspersed it with is, another it, language. It He's is literally a little, it is a little justified when we're talking about a guy literally yeah. not speaking English right says now. Shit in Bulgarian. What says more shit in Bulgarian? What? <laughs> You know, like, it's one thing to be, like, broken English, which is yeah. just universally kind of shitty. But, like, he's literally not speaking a language I understand right now. Please yeah. tell me what you're saying, sir. Yeah. And then Jerry Lawler with his second stupidest joke of the night. <laughs> Maybe a contender for the first, to be honest. Because he's like, how these Bulgarians, like, they have another word for everything. Fucking hell, Jerry. I swear to God, Lawler. I'm gonna kill God. you. Okay. I, hate, I hate you. I'm really right. leaning on the father effigy for this episode, man. Yeah. Fuck. But then we cut to the, a video hyping up that Hulkamania was running wild on the Today Show, brother. Dude, it looked like Hulk Hogan crashed the set of Today Show. It looked like he, he just he showed was, up. Yeah, like, because all the hosts were sitting at this small little circular table, and Hogan's just standing behind them, towering over them. They all look vaguely uncomfortable with his presence. I don't think he was supposed to be there. I think he just showed up, and they were like, well, what the fuck do we do? I, I don't hey know. There, if we brother. Can... <laughs> hey, hey there, brother. I need some help hosting, getting hosting tips for WrestleMania, dude. I don't know, except for you, Al Roker. I don't need to listen to you, brother. Um, hey, hey. Al Roker's this. What are going to be good for WrestleMania, dude? dude? Hey, brother. Hey, brother. You've seen Matt Lauer around here anywhere, dude. <laughs> I, I have to talk to him about some uh, some very important business, brother. I got to uh, talk no, to him. I got to I gotta talk to him about how to talk to my daughter, dude. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, but, man. Uh, what a glorious day, though, because Hulk Hogan has a super special announcement for next week on Raw. And yes... We will be watching that episode. No, Austin, no. Why would you do this to me? Because there's one, there is a big thing that happens next week that we kind of need to see. But also, Hulk Hogan has got a special announcement for WrestleMania next week. Great. That's just peachy. Oh, um, boy. But... All right. Yes. So, oh, yeah. Um, Main event time. Woo! Finally, um, nine yes. matches, like eight matches, nine matches on this show. And it's really funny because this is easily the segment I had the fewest notes for. Um, I definitely was checked out by the time we got to two hours and ten minutes left. In God, the show. I know. Um, um, fucking uh, Orton comes out first, right? Yeah, he comes to, he's going to stay and watch the main event. Yes, Randy Orton makes an entrance and just sits there to remind us that his presence at ringside isn't important yet. Um, yep. And then and then Batista enters and everyone's booing the shit out of him. So, so yeah, so, so match begins. Uh, and it was at this point we find out that Raw got a fucking overrun for this, and I don't, I don't, not hate worth it. it. Of 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 all the episodes to give Raw an overrun for, for how much I've liked this one, 
I'll allow it. It's not the worst one that could have gotten an overrun. So, you mm-hmm. know, sure, whatever. But sure. man, this uh this match, oh oh, oh boy. Batista oh, brother. Uh, Batista and Brian and Daniel Bryan's classes do not gel well in WWE 2K14 my GM mode. Uh, Brian is trying his best. He's trying but, so uh... hard and Batista's just like Batista's just like I mean, I can I can like fall fall over again and then try to like punch you some more dude <laughs> this is not batista circa 2007 2008 this is yeah this and is a, he... batista is out of it out of the wrestling game and he's wearing shitty tennis shoes as, and he's being... as for and he sucks and he's being put up against technical wizard Daniel Bryan, who's doing everything in his power. And Batista's like going, just retreating back to his like five move Rolodex. The crowd, when Batista takes over the mat, starts chanting, You can't wrestle. <laughs> I missed that. Um, oh, oh, the, the authority, of course, descend upon the ramp to remind us that Randy Orton's presence at ringside isn't important yet because they're actually the ones whom will inter- whom will interfere. Da, 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 da. Mm. Um, uh, um, yeah, totally. Randy Orton's just going to sit here and do nothing. And nope, he's causing the DQ. Never mind. Yeah, well, so kind of the big incident here is Batista and Brian are fighting on the outside. Batista throws Brian into the stairs and then he throws Brian directly into Randy Orton sitting in the chair at the announce desk. Yeah. So Orton, of course, takes out his revenge on the guy thrown into him. As you do. As you do. It, the, where, no response. No yeah, so Orton attacks, clotheslines Brian to force a DQ. Yeah. He goes for, Orton goes for the RKO. On Batista, Batista tosses him off. Brian hits his is the running knee. The running Brian, knee. then he's firing up. He kicks Kane off of the apron. And yeah, Brian's like, I'm still gonna finish this fucking match anyway. Fuck you, man. I got a win to get. True. Batista hits a spear, and that's when Kane and Triple H get into the ring. Kane is like determined to kill Brian right now, but Triple H pulls him back, and it seems like okay, maybe. Triple H is trying to stop Kane. No, no, no. Triple H stands over Brian and goes, I am getting tired of your little fantasy crap. Yes. Which iconic line. They play that so many times in the video packages. That's so, it's such a good line, dude. And of course, Brian Brian kicks Triple H in the head. Fucks him up. CM Punk, CM Punk. Oh my God, stop, stop. Shut up for just a minute here. Shut the fuck up. Shut up for just a minute. But Batista gets back up, hits Brian with a Batista bomb. And this gives Triple H the opportunity to start like, he throws off the jacket. He's undoing his tie. (laughs) And he goes over, hits Brian with a pedigree. And the show ends with the authority standing over Daniel Bryan, Stephanie mockingly doing yes chants, and the crowd chanting for CM Punk. <laughs> the hijacking giveth and the hijacking taketh away. Taketh away. <laughs> God, fu- man, they really do to themselves with this schedule. <laughs> oh, they CM Punk. CM Punk. Fuck me. Yeah, I remember last time we were here and I was noting how fucking magical it was that like we had that whole like ascension ceremony and it and it 
faded out on the chance the fans chanting for daniel bryan while orton and and cena were staring each other down and now when we're finally at the plot line everyone wanted chicago can't stop fucking chanting for punk oh my god i hate it's it fine um, next week and next week there'll be next more week, next week they're in memphis there'll be a lot more better behaved yeah no but, but uh either way uh i think triple h uh took that bait baby he was like i'm not this is not my first rodeo i'm not gonna take your bait he took oh eh. uh, who could have seen it coming but we uh, the road to wrestlemania has begun truly and it brian and triple h that's definitely happening it it's 100 like, happening clearly but then how will brian find his way into the main event to win it all that's kind of the mystery we still have to solve here mm. oh it's a mystery oh we're detectives now fuck i gotta get like a sherlock be- cap or something because like come on we're- daniel bryan's not just gonna leave wrestlemania beat triple h and well that's that like that that can't be it oh no, that would be silly oh no oh no i don't like the way you're saying that austin what i don't like i don't i don't like the way you're saying that austin I don't know what you're I, talking about. It's fine. I don't know. I don't like it. I they, don't like it. Chubby Ch- Ch- has finally gotten the goddamn picture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> obviously. That's Daniel the, Bryan. They're not, so they're, not, they're not just replacing the original punk plans with Daniel Bryan because it's convenient. Oh, no. Don't worry but about it. But it definitely reads, like, looking back, you can absolutely see how they literally just grafted Daniel Bryan. Literally. The punk story. And it worked. It worked. Daniel Bryan was going for a very similar thing here. Um, mm-hmm. But also, like, fuck. Um, so, we'll find out. Um, but yeah, no, I overall quite enjoyed this episode. Uh, yeah, the story stuff was all pretty sick all around. Yeah, no, I... The math I is, you could take them or leave them for quite mm-hmm. a few of them. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, the Daniel Bryan authority stuff, great. Cena Wyatt, great. Uh, yeah. Paul Heyman was a masterclass here, even if I don't really care about Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, yeah. He's going to break the streak, Austin. He's going to do it. It's definitely weird, like, looking back at this storyline, knowing he will, in fact, break the streak. Yeah, it's so... I mean, it makes sense. That's the whole like thing it, they go with, with Brock. But like, like, at the time, I don't think anyone really thought Brock was going to win this one. Like, Wait, really? Yeah, a lot of people generally look at this and they're like, oh, here we go again. Another, just one more for the Undertaker pile. Absolutely. Like, they were just like, Brock Lesnar's part-time. He's not going to be the one to beat the Undertaker. This oh. is just another story, another guy to oh, add to the streets. Oh, you fools. You absolute buffoons. Yep. Little, little did you know the people Vince had in mind in the past to do it, all right? Much less physically impressive than than Brock Lesnar. A little bit. So that is it for now. For next Indeed. time, uh, it feel you know we literally just did a Royal Rumble episode. Absolutely. But like, oh. I feel like we can't tell this story without starting at the Royal Rumble. It's kind of the most important beat before WrestleMania. <laughs> so we're going back to 1990. Uh, oh. the WW, the Royal Rumble is still a match that has no stakes to it. It is just a cutesy fun battle royal to win, I guess. Yes. Uh, 
the ultimate warrior is the intercontinental champion. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan is the WWE champion. And soon we will be on a collision course Uh-oh. for the ultimate challenge. Oh no. Oh my. So next, so next time we will be watching the Royal Rumble 1990. I do love me some rumbling. Do love to rumble. That's some good shit. Mm-hmm. But that is for next time. Until then, David, hit our plugs. Yes, sir. Dear friends, thank you all so much for joining us for yet another episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast. We hope you had a wonderful time. If you are a first uh, returning listeners, viewers, what have you, hey, welcome back. Thank you again. You know the drill. Thank you so much for once again welcoming us back into your eardrums, your eyeballs, whatever the hell it is used to consume our content. We're just so happy to have you here. We hope you're continuing to have a great time with us. Uh, And we thank you as always for your patronage. Uh, New people. Hey, hi, how's it going? Welcome to the show. We here at the Noobs and Knockouts podcast like to think we are friendly to both noobs and knockouts alike. So whether you're brand new to the wild, wacky world of wrestling or you're a veteran of all the weird bullshit, Either way, we hope you had fun here. We hope you you felt welcome here. Things felt accessible. Um, and we hope you want to keep joining us week after week after week. And I'm going to tell you every single way you can go about doing that. First of all, of course, you can find us on YouTube. We are the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on YouTube. Hit subscribe, ring that bell. Make sure it turns a nice little solid color so you get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode. Uh check out uh give us that sweet sweet engagement and check out all of our playlists because austin has been kind enough to organize all the arcs that we follow into their own separate playlist so you can follow something all the way down without having to skip around a whole lot it's great uh you can also hey see our lovely faces the the video version after all uh the beautiful hud we have you can see me shaking my jerry lawler effigy funko pop with rage uh, it's a great time uh but of course if you are a fan of the audio only experience we have you covered there you can find the noobs and knockouts podcast on three of the best places to find your audio only podcast but of course our spotify google podcast and apple podcast come give us a listen download our show if you're so inclined uh interaction there helps as well you know a little uh f- little five star rating and maybe a nice little review that tells people hey these guys are pretty cool maybe you should listen to them i don't know i'm just saying stuff like that Helps out the show immensely. It's a great boon to us. If if you like our show, please help spread the word. Uh, it means the world to us. Noobs and Knockouts podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Um, but of course, we exist far beyond the realm of just this little void box that we find ourselves in week after week. Uh, no, we we have presences outside of that. First and foremost, of course, is our social media on Twitter. We are on the Twitter at Noobs and Knox Pod. That's at Noobs, the letter N, Knox Pod. Uh, come check us out there. We post memes. We engage in discourse. We put up a notification every single time we drop a brand new episode so you guys always know what the hell is going on. Of course, the highlight of our Twitter is weekly wrestling live tweeting every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern or, you know, as many Wednesday nights as we can make work anyway. Austin and I are busy boys after all. But every Wednesday night that we possibly can uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern I, time. I want uh, you people to know what I'm going to sacrifice for you is that Matt Mercer... <laughs> is about oh, no. to DM a new season of Dimension 20. Oh, my and God. I will not be watching live so that you people... You can people! Me, ...can have me on Twitter watching Dynamite. So, I appreciate you know. that. Look, I got a I got a show opening in a in a in a few weeks. Uh, uh, I'll be able to hit the dynamite uh, once that's 
ready to go. Uh, I will say, uh, coming up in less than a in, in less than a month now, uh, I will actually be going to a live dynamite, and I'll probably be doing a little bit of tweeterino from that. So you'll probably get some double team action from from us there. Uh, so yeah, uh, you know, Wednesday night, eight p.m. Eastern on TBS, we were watching AEW Dynamite, of course, and then Friday nights, you know, when when we have the time, when we're feeling nice and spicy, uh, at ten p.m. Eastern on TBS, we are watching what are on TNT, pardon me, we are watching what else, AEW Rampage, it is the show that y'all been waiting on, um, and we like to, we, yeah, we, we just love to talk about all that shit, um, and of course, past that, uh, Austin is a very diligent boy who likes to keep up with all of the major company pay-per-views and likes to tweet about them sometimes, and hey, we like to tell you guys about them, especially if you are of the noobish persuasion, pay-per-views, if you're willing to buy into them, are a wonderful kind of hopping on point, they're Big, exciting shows with awesome matches. Some of the best that wrestling has to offer. Um, and, uh, you know, storylines are wrapping up. New ones are getting set to go. It's it's a great little nexus point. Uh, so we like to talk about them. My friend, what is on the docket coming up? Sure. So upcoming in the WWE. I, I, you know, I'm starting to think maybe I, should, I should at least mention how to watch the weekly shows. Is, you know, WWE Raw, 8 p.m. Eastern on, on USA Network and... I'm just going to assume that anywhere that you can watch cable is also available. Any way that you can watch cable virtually, you know, YouTube TV, Sling, yes. the like, that's included. Uh, and Friday Night Smackdown available on Fox. Uh, but upcoming for the WWE on May 6th is Backlash coming to you live from Puerto Rico. Uh, the first major WWE event held there in like 18 years. It's crazy uh Ooh. bad bunny is gonna be there probably fighting dominic mysterio in some regard uh but dominic mysterio. right now all we have on the docket is matt riddle bro kevin oh. owens and Sami Zayn versus the bloodline that isn't roman reigns because he is still on vacation it. forever uh hey. in a six-man tag match and then cody rhodes versus barack lesnar one-on-one Cool. Uh, then for AEW, again, we already hyped the AEW shows. I don't have to tell you how to find those. Uh, you can watch that on, you know, TBS, TNT, the works. Uh, yeah, yeah. May 28th is AEW Double or Nothing. Uh, paper, pay-per-view event. Uh, wherever pay you purchase your pay-per-views as well as uh, Bleacher Report uh, domestically, Fight, Fight TV internationally, and Fight TV internationally. Mm -hmm. uh if you catch the drift ha ha yo ho yo ho not even a yo ho yo i don't think vpns count as a yo ho not in my book they're 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 a more dignified yo ho they're a yo ho adjacent <laughs> uh backlash by the way is available on peacock same fucking place everything WWE can be found uh no matches yet for double or nothing and then uh impact wrestling just wrapped up a pay-per-view on rebellion uh so nothing new on that front but you can watch impact wrestling every single week on axis tv or i'm going to assume you don't know what that channel is or how to find it <laughs> uh you can also for a youtube subscription you can also watch live on youtube outstanding outstanding stuff mm -hmm. uh is that what we got yep that is all for hell yeah 
no, be sure to check all that out. It's a great time. And we, we like to have fun over on the Twitter. If for some reason you enjoy listening to us ramble about wrestling for multiple hours at a time, you'll like it over on the Twitter. Our voices carry over pretty well. I'd say we're a great company to watch your wrestling with. So, you know, do it digitally. It's a good time. A noobs uh, at noobs and Noxpod on the Twitter. Of course, if you want to get in more long form contact with us, you can do that as well at our email address, our nifty little noobs and knockouts pod at gmail.com. That's noobs, the word and this time knockouts pod at gmail.com come say hi to us there tell us what you think about the show tell us things you want to see us cover on the show um uh fucking tell us how based and red pill their hot takes are do you think they're stupid you know i guess that too start that discourse just say hi we love people saying hi we would love to say hi back noobs and knockouts pod at gmail.com and of course finally we also have a presence on patreon we are also the noobs and knockouts podcast on patreon the link for that is in our twitter one dollar a month gets you early access to episodes and a shout out at the end of each episode shout out to uh the sugar daddy kyle smith uh for his support friend of the show uh we we, we appreciate you buddy hope you enjoy your perks if you want to enjoy your perks along with kyle just a just a single dollar you do gets you that stuff it helps out the show more than you guys realize you know if, you, if you're so inclined to show your support that way it's a sing, sing, single little bone is all you need to give and you get some cool little perks and and some parasocial recognition from your from your two cool wrestling big brothers uh as as you do um so yeah uh if you're so inclined please again uh one dollar a month on the patreon the link for that is in our twitter see you all next time hasta luego